announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played this album. Yeah! It's the three of us. Guess who's back? Lucha Outsiders. I'm Leo. That's Mario. The heel, the seals, the deal, the villain that stays chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC. I, I, I. Your boy, Mr. Idar. And making his return, yeah. the king of hamburger meat. Yo, 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 let me speak on this. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? The voice of the WWE Mark organization. From Suplex City, bitch. What's up? <laughs> What's up, man? Look at that. And you miss every, anything and everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast Woo! version of the show. Yeah. Where? iTunes, SoundCloud, you want to be fancy, Apple Podcasts, tune in, LMS, Guy, Blow, Shadio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast needs. Five-star rating. There's a bomb? Yeah. There's a bomb. What's the bomb? Two bombs. Egg gunshot. Is this is this Funk Flex? This is making me uncomfortable. Funk Flex. Funk. No. Funk Flex. Sam, I love you. I know you're making your return. We're getting drafted. And I'm gonna oh. let you finish. Your 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 your. You know you're making your return in a little uh-huh. bit. Yo yo. But I gotta get something out of my chest real quick. Go ahead, All man. Right? Let it, let it. Do you need go. like you need like a like just you on. The I need to get something out of my chest. Okay. What's the matter? WWE, ah. you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish, but cause it wasn't that bad. The WWE diehards, yes. All right, I'm not gonna call you guys marks. I'm not gonna do that. But the WWE diehards, marks. all week. Yo, it really sounds like Fun Flex. I'm just waiting for him to drop the beat. All <laughs> week decided uh-huh. to try to defend the bullshit we got on Sunday. Yes. Uh. Yes, and Monday. All fucking week. And Monday. All right. And it's not about Bray Wyatt losing. Uh-huh. It's not about Seth Rollins winning. He, he never lost. But it was a hell in the cell match. Yes. Yes. That what? <laughs> that what? It ended in a stoppage. What? Because Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Was going to use it on a Bray Wyatt. But mind you. Yes. In the match, we seen Bray Wyatt with the big ass hammer. Yes. <laughs> but people defended. But the WWE diehards, you see, I don't, I don't care if. Call them marks. Call them no, marks. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna do that. Call I'm not gonna do that. Sorry. Because the WWE diehards, if you like the ending of that Hell in the Cell finish, I'm not gonna fault you for it. No, 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 no. If you liked it, uh-huh. fine. But what pisses me off? No, it's not even pissed me off. It, it annoys me. It bothers you. 
it annoys me uh-huh. that these WWE diehards can't see past the bullshit and they want to tell me, they want to tell me, hey Sam, they want to tell me, oh, you got to let the story play out. That's the problem with the wrestling fan base now. You don't let the story play out. Hey, newsflash. Newsflash. When you read a book, you don't have to like every fucking chapter of the book. Exactly. Mm. That's a good analogy right there. You don't have to like every fucking chapter. So for you WWE diehards that try to defend this, all right, defend this bullshit that we got on Sunday, and I'm not going to knock the whole show. I'm not going to be, because that's the definition of fickle. If you're knocking the whole show, then you're fickle. I learned what fickle was in Spanish. Go ahead. Caprichoso. Go. But (laughs) I'm not going to do that because the show was good. Yes. Until the main event. Overall. Overall, it was a fun show. I'm not going to trash the whole show mm-hmm. that we got on Sunday because of that main event. Because we're not doing that here. Now, what Sasha do you th- and Becky was great, right? Sasha yes. and Bre- Becky was great. The rest that's of the card not, was, a fu- was a fun show. Yeah. If everything we got in that main event would have happened in a regular match, mm-hmm. and it would have happened the throughout start. the night. If it wasn't the main event, yeah. I would have had no issue with it. But? But it was a Hell in a Cell match. Yes. That you've been building. That you first of all, they booked themselves in the corner. True. That the first of all, we shouldn't have gotten the match. They booked themselves in the corner and they try to find a way out of it. But how would you instead, have done it though? Instead, right? Uh-huh. First of all, it shouldn't have been a hell in a cell match if that was gonna be the finish. That's okay. one. Okay. It would have been better, right? Because mm-hmm. the year before that, yeah. we had a non finish with Brock Lesnar interfering against Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. Yes. Where they both couldn't b- compete anymore because Brock Lesnar destroyed everyone. That's what if I'll give you two different scenarios here? I like Hill Mario. Go ahead. What if mm-hmm. Rollins and Bray beat the shit out of each other? Yes. And maybe fell off like middle of the cell to the outside where they both could have continued. Uh huh. Then you could have thrown the match out, okay. which fans probably wouldn't have been pissed off, but we wouldn't have gotten the backlash. Or mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt fucking destroys Seth Rollins. But destroys all the referees. Every time a referee tries to come in, he destroys all the referees. He destroys everyone. And to the point where he doesn't even want to win the match anymore. He just wants to destroy everyone, the world. Destruction. And then you end the show that way. Have a couple of cameramen down. That would have been, exactly, that Mm would have been an out. But no. They give us a non-finish because the referee wants to talk to Seth Rollins and tell Seth Rollins, this ain't you. You can't be this way. You can't be. You can't. Be. So let me let me let me get this straight, right? Out of all the Hell in a Cell matches that we've ever we've gotten over the years, right? When has a referee tried to talk a talent from not doing something? Tell <laughs> tell me that, Sam. I can't you. recall any. This is not you, Seth. And I then the WWE anything. diehards are trying. Oh, but that was a different time. That, that that's their excuse. That was a different time. What about that asshole that said, "Oh, I liked everything until the bell rang." And then they were like, oh, the bill's always supposed to ring to finish the match. Fucking stupid ass. Sorry. That was just personal. They <laughs> shouldn't have booked the match if we were going to get this fucking finish. And the fact that even some of the WWE diehards wants to shit on, shit on the fan base that was at Sacramento because they started cheering AEW. Yeah. They started cheering for refunds. They yeah. started cheering restart the match. They had every right to feel that way. Of course. Every That's- single right. Because yeah. the, the, the fan base was not trying to get themselves over. They were just pissed off at what they saw. Why would you book something like this in a hell? In, why would you book a finish like this at Hell in a Cell? Just make it a regular fucking match. And then, you know, you know who's the, 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 the biggest victim isn't even the audience here. It's Seth Rollins because now he's automatically a heel. And Bray Wyatt, which is supposed to be the heel, is the biggest face in the fucking company. Yeah. Yeah, they fucked up. 
you think? But the <laughs> WWE diehards will sit here and tell you, oh, the fan base is fickle. Let the story play out. Blah, 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 blah. I don't need to like every fucking chapter in a fucking book. No, and no. this chapter fucking sucked that we got on Sunday night. Yeah, it did. And, and it felt hard, too. It felt hard because at the end of the day, nobody was looking forward to Raw. You shit the bed with Raw because, I don't know, Sam, did you like Raw on Monday? No. So It was like a filler show. And Bray Wyatt and Seth weren't even on it. Well, I think it was a good idea that you that was a good booking decision. Even though Raw was atrocious, it's probably one of the worst Raws of it was this like year. Damage control, but it was damage control for all you fucking WWE diehards that can't understand. That was damage control there. You know why? Because they knew if Seth Rollins would have came out Monday Night uh, Raw, he would have gotten booed out of the fucking building. Oh, of course, he's the biggest victim here. You would have gotten the Roman Reigns treatment, basically. This, I'll even go a step further. I'll even go a step further here. This is. Probably, or maybe you could argue here, or maybe we'll do a poll online. Right. This might have been the worst booking decision since Roman Reigns winning the Royal Rumble in 2015. The yeah, way he won it. I could agree with that. I feel like they've been bastardizing the Hell in a Cell match since they painted it red. Um, it just doesn't feel the same anymore. And the, the Hell in a Cell used to be like a blow-off match. And this is the first match between The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Seth Rollins. Why is their first match in a Hell in a Cell? I mean, I understand... It's kind of like it goes along with the Fiend's gimmick, but then you book it this way, it kind of fucked everything up, in my opinion. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't want to steal your gimmick here, but that ending was terrible. It's terrible. And 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 what it annoys me, like I said, is that you have this percentage of the WWE fan base. Like, if you like the finish, that's fine. I'm not faulting anybody that like the finish, but what I am faulting you is that you can't see past the bullshit and understand why a strong portion of the audience hated this. You can't see past the bullshit. So, what do you do now? Well, you know, well, I don't want to... I don't. Apparently, you draft them to SmackDown. You draft them to SmackDown, <laughs> but, you know, I, I was talking to Sam before we even started the show. What I kind of wish that happens, because you had the Fiend attack Seth Rollins to SmackDown yeah. during his Roman Reigns match, but what kind of I kind of feel like they announced Bray Wyatt got drafted to SmackDown. What if the Fiend gets drafted to Raw? I think that would be the stupidest thing. Uh, Raw fell flat to me, but it was going to be times when Raw is great, and there are times when they have an off night. It happens, uh, Jessica Hoffman. Yeah, it was like a filler show. Like when you're watching uh, Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad, there's always that one show in the in the series, or maybe two, where it's just meh. Yeah, but Raw's been like that for the past year. You had you have <laughs> your hit and mi- you have your hit and misses with Raw, uh-huh. yeah. but I feel like what they gave us on Sunday, the the, the main event with that sour taste in our mouths, right? Yeah. They should have gave us something on Raw, and they didn't. That yeah, Raw they gave was us Lana and Bobby Lashley. Yeah, but... But, like, who really cares about that? <laughs> about that? I mean, don't get me wrong. Anytime you see Lana. But... Hello, nurse. But, um, like, do we really care about that storyline? Like, I don't hate it, but I don't care about it. It's funny to me. I mean... <laughs> I don't care. It's funny to me. I don't care about it. I, I, I don't care about it either. Because yeah. Bobby... You know what? I, I, Go ahead. <laughs> imagine if Bobby Lashley, right? Imagine the exact same storyline is happening right now, right? With right. Between Rusev, Lana, and Bobby Lashley, right? Mm-hmm. Take that exact same storyline and put it in the late 90s, and instead of Bobby Lashley, it was Shawn Michaels. That would make fucking sense. You know why? Because Shawn Michaels is a playboy, he's a player, whatever, right? Bobby Lashley's not dead. They did this storyline already. It was with Val Venus and Dustin and uh, Terry. 
Yeah, but okay, this but, is but the that same was a, thing. But it was a different time. Yeah. But now, but if you look at it, like yeah, like it would make more sense with like maybe Leo Rush than it does Bobby Lashley. I think Leo Rush. Well, we'll talk about Leo it, Rush it later. Make, but it will make more sense with Dolph Ziggler. Dolph yeah, Ziggler, Bobby, yes, Dolph but we've Ziggler, seen that storyline yeah, already. No, though. no, I know, but what I'm saying is Bobby Lashley's like coming out of left field. That's like, and I know they're gonna say, oh, but it worked out at the end. That's like sexual chocolate when it first, like when he first debuted that that gimmick. It didn't make sense, but I still don't see Bobby Lashley having that charisma because Mark Henry has that charisma. Bobby Lashley is getting booked the wrong way. He needs to be booked as a badass like he did in TNA. Yeah, with the, bring back the hat. He was booked like a machine. He, yeah. was, he was known as walking Armageddon in TNA, and now you have him doing all this bullshit in WWE, but apparently it's good shit. I, I don't know what to tell you guys, man. I, I feel like... Well, this... you better find out because this is a fucking show and you haven't been here for like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. Anyway, I feel like maybe Vince is trying to get a personality out of him. Maybe that. Maybe he sees yeah, something there t- that we don't TNA's see. But TNA is trying to Yeah, trying just to like Vince too. saw the fucking ending of Hell in the Cell. How'd yeah. that work out for him? <laughs> As I said, I don't know what to tell you guys, man. I can't defend that shit. <laughs> I don't, but you know what? You have people that try to defend the bullshit. Yeah. And I know some of you are going to be like, oh, you guys are hating on WWE. You got to stop watching it. We're not crapping on Hell in the Cell. No. We're just crapping on that main event. Listen, this ain't a pro WWE show. This ain't a pro AEW show. This is a pro wrestling show. Yep. We're going to shit and. Say it again pro- louder. Pro wrestling show. There we go. <laughs> what up to Jacob Hunter? He's saying, what's up, guys? Brandon Simpson, uh, he's saying, what's up to us, too? Uh, guys, share the video. Let the people know that we are here for wrestling fans, not sports entertainment. You're right. You're fucking right. Hell yeah. Well, if we're not, not going to shit on the whole show. Let's yeah, we talk, are. Well, let's talk about uh, Becky Lynch and uh, Sasha Banks. That was a great match. That was a great match. That, that should have closed the show. That was an innovative match. Great match. Great fucking match, and uh, I think Sasha got banged up a little bit. And listen, this is me praising Sasha Banks, and you already know how I feel about Sasha. But yo, she delivered. Her and Becky delivered. They were they meshed well together. They bust their ass. I think uh, what was it that Sasha Banks had? What was it like a, a minor back injury or something? Something like that. But I'll say this: I think that was one of Sasha Banks' best matches on the main roster. I agree. I agree, one hundred and ten percent. She came through in the clutch and delivered. And I, I feel bad that, you know, they didn't let her win the match, but, you know, where they're going with Becky Lynch, she's going to be like the face of the company. You know what I mean? She was the number one draft pick this week, so. But does that really matter, like the number one draft pick? I think it, it, it says something. Because, it does say something. Yeah, they see her as a fucking star. She mm-hmm. was number one, and Roman was number two. Okay. And that's exactly the, the route that they're going where, Becky Lynch is going to be the face of Raw, mm-hmm. and Roman is going to be the face of SmackDown. That's that's the way I see it. So now, w- was that Hell in a Cell match between Becky and Sasha? Was that the number one match of the night? I think for Hell so. in a Cell. Absolutely, that was a match of the night. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see what they take with that. Now, again, with having Raw and it was shitty Raw, but then going to SmackDown and you had the draft going on, you kind of saw where some of these. Storylines are going to be taken apart. Well, the SmackDown was pretty negative too. So before we go on a negative route, let's why? Because a lot of people said it was good. There was no negatives to be taken. Watch Congratulations, WWE. you played yourself. Nothing. Well, there's only one positive thing that happened on SmackDown. But before we get to that, Cain Velasquez is getting translated by Rey Mysterio. No, because I felt like. No! My- let's talk oh, about yeah. round two of the Wednesday Night Wars because yes. that's that was. The best night of the week. Do we, have the, yeah. do we have the ding ding? No? I could give you one of these. Yeah. 
Clear winner. Clear winner. AEW had the better show this week. Yes. Yeah. Hands down. And this is not hating on NXT because NXT was good. Mm-hmm. But um, mm -mm -mm. you know, it kind of goes back. I went. I said some controversial stuff last week, Sam. No. I don't know if you checked out the show, but um, yeah, checked it out. He, he he hears it all the time when he goes to the gym. I haven't been to the gym in a minute, man. Lucha outside is kind of day. <laughs> so Sam, last <laughs> week I, I kind of went on on a, on a tirade or whatever, and and Leo was mouth drop, and he couldn't believe what I was saying. But what? I kind of praised you a little bit, and I said you did. Remember last? Remember we kind of like ragged on you, saying like, "Shut the fuck up." Sorry. <laughs> remember, um, I'm hot, man. I'm hot today. I'm fucking hot, and I I can't deal with Leo's banter today. But remember, you did the whole NXT post about about like, hey, maybe it's a good thing Vince McMahon having his eyes on the product and all that stuff, and we kind of ragged on you a little bit. Yeah, never yeah. remember doing that post. Yeah. So I kind of backed you up last week, and I was like, you know what? I hate to do it, but. I'm going to kind of take what Sam said and kind of take it a step further. And I said, you know, if anybody is going to, like, put NXT apart with AEW visually, there's only one man that could do it, and that's Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, rumor has it now that they're trying to get out of full sale in 2020, and we might have this NXT show finally in, you know, like, bigger arenas, which I think it's a great thing. Here's my take on it. Um, if you're not a pro wrestling fan, like if you're watching this show, you're obviously a pro wrestling fan. But if you're not a pro wrestling fan, and let's say the last time you watched wrestling was when The Rock and Stone Cold, uh, you know, were big in, in the Attitude Era, and you're flipping through the channels and you see NXT, you're not gonna stay on that channel because it doesn't, it doesn't translate well to a mainstream audience. You turn on TNT and you see AEW, that is a big bright show. You got, you know, Chris Jericho out there saying shit, like controversial stuff. And, you know, you got all these guys doing these independent style wrestling. If I wasn't a, a fan like I am and I was just flipping through the channels, I'm sticking with AEW. Because NXT just looks like a studio show and there's nothing wrong with that when it was on the network. But now you're on a fucking primetime slot and USA... They pretty much SmackDown left, and they got NXT, right? Two-hour slot. You got to amp, visually in production, you got to amp that shit up because last week I was shitting on the Full sale crowd, and I still stand by it. I don't need to see the Super Bailey fan, the fucking tall guy with glasses, and fucking toothless people in the crowd every single week on NXT. What I'll say is I don't think there's anything wrong with the studio look, but if you're going to try and compete and your competition is looking like how AEW is looking. You got to do something because if it's a competition, you're 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 starting because you already knew that they were gonna start their show on Wednesday, and you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna start it two weeks earlier, and it's it's gonna be a, a competition, and you're getting beat, and yours is looking like a studio show. And I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but the first week they went live, they kicked the lights up on the second match. Yeah, they they're did. trying to make it look brighter in there because I know that they're watching AEW live while NXT is going on. I mean, if you're going to start a war and then get beat, that's kind of embarrassing. Two weeks in a row, and we're going to get we're gonna break down some of the stuff that happened on both shows, but two weeks in a row, AEW beat, beat NXT, and you, you did see a decline on the ratings, but... You know, AEW still for broke both shows though. AEW still broke a million. Yeah, and NXT just keeps falling, and it's a mistake having it at full sale because full sale is the current impact zone, and there's no other way to put it. You know, and 
And I said it last week, you know, Floridians can hate me for it, but I don't give a shit. It's the truth. What I will say about it, though. Sam's going to clean it up. A a little bit (laughs) is both shows are great. We're not shitting on NXT at all. NXT's product is amazing. Right. And I think overall, NXT has the better wrestling show. Wrestling. Wrestling. In-ring product. But overall, this week, too, this week, I might have gave it to NXT last week. But AEW took it this week. Yeah, uh, entertainment and in-ring, I think. Yeah, I'll agree uh, 100%. That uh, Young Bucks and Private Party match. So let's start with that. We had the Young Bucks uh, versus Private Party um, for the AEW Tag Team uh, Championship Tournament. And, man, shout to the Bucks because they're not afraid of catching L's and putting young guys over. Yeah, and, you know, this is something that we were talking about when AEW was just starting out. We were wondering if it's going to be a boys club, if they were going to be burying the talent and kind of like doing, you know, how DX did in like the mid-2000s to like guys like Cody and, and uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. And, and uh, But, man, they are not afraid to take an L, just like Mario said. And it, it doesn't hurt them because the people that are watching the show are already familiar with them and they know – that these guys are great wrestlers. They're not jobbers. So if they're going to get private party to that next level so people can t- start taking them seriously, this it works out perfect. It works out perfect for everybody, you know? Also, it's nice seeing uh, private party again, the shine, the rub, you know, yeah. from the Young Bucks. You know, these are guys that are North e- Northeastern guys, you know, wrestling at House of Glory. You know, House of Glory made the rounds this week, too, with Master P apparently buying the company or buying, like, a... Uh, majority uh, majority share of it i was telling um you know our homie mike uh i was telling him because he posted about it and i I posted something on facebook but i told mike i was like hopefully uh master p would um invest in a bottom rope for the ring because brian xl ain't doing shit for that company (laughs) i'm just saying we're just calling it spade a spade but um i am happy for the fucking talent at house of glory but um back to private party it was it was nice seeing them you know get that rough from the Young Bucks, and that match was the match of the week, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Watching it live, I didn't see Private Party winning it. No, we instantly thought that the Young Bucks were going to go over. Right, and uh, the fact that they're already out, that they're like, all right, yeah, you know, we're going to give the rub to the Private Party, and just the way it ended with the roll-up, it, it was wonderful, and it, you know how many false finishes that were in that match, you know what I mean? It, it took you on a roller coaster ride. You were almost like, oh, 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 oh. They have really, really good chemistry, both teams. But uh, let's move it over to the NXT side of uh, things because they started off with a banger, too. You had Drew Gulak defending that Cruiserweight Championship against Leo Rush. And, man, that match, they both tore it up. And Leo Rush with the ultimate comeback story, you know, with all the bullshit he's been going through for the last, like, what, a couple months, almost a year, yeah. to, to now, you know, he's now our new cruiserweight champion which now that title is going to be an exclusive nxt title which i think it's a good thing yeah absolutely a good thing and shout out to leo rush um man i'm really happy for him and this guy is super young mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. i feel old when i talk about leo rush because how how old is this kid like 22 21 he, he's like 23 24 he already has a kid fucking uh when uh leo and i went to one of the Mahan mayhems a couple of years ago he's 24 he was uh his wife and his kid were like a row in front of us and i forget who leo rush was fighting then i think he was in a tag match and um we we saw his kid just like cheering up and stuff you know cheering for his dad so i mean he's a young cat but man he's really good he reminds me of like a a a smaller version of ricochet yeah 
and I feel like they were starting. Except to, he has charisma, right? Yeah. They were starting to drop the ball with him because when he came in, he was hot with the PWG, uh, you know, uh, the, the momentum indies. that he had going on. Mm-hmm. The and it kind of just went like, eh, and he was definitely helping Bobby Lashley out when they had him involved in the Bobby Lashley storyline. But uh, you know, we saw him take take a little bit of an L with whatever social media. Uh, you know, but he was, was getting himself on. in trouble too. Right, though. he was doing the backstage some stuff. Back, backstage antics. You know, thinking he's bigger than what he was. Not respecting some of the the, the vets, if you will. You know, some of the the what is it, the locker room leaders. Right. So, um, you know, you got to pay your dues, man. You got to know your place. And you got to pay your dues. And apparently, Leo wasn't doing that. But it looks like things are starting to change for he Leo. Yeah. It looks like Leo that, Rush, not oh, you. Oh, it looks sorry. like he humbled up. That's and, great because yeah. he's a he's an amazing talent. Yeah, Fod, Sonny, I met our boy over there from the UK saying, "Don't hate on Leo Rush." We're not hating on him. Nah, we're not hating on Leo yeah. Rush. We're uh, we're praising him. There we're just go. calling a spade a spade. We're not going to sugarcoat shit. What up to Adelcio yeah. Santiago too, Dali. Um, so he's our new cruiserweight champ, and over on the on the AEW side of things, man, we finally got this uh, stable. Chris Jericho, yes, put over the these men, this talent. Better than what WWE does with their whole roster, <laughs> and that's and, and why why Mario he made them feel like big stars. Yeah. Who who Mario LAX or what like Sam likes to call him the New York Rican Santana Ortiz Jack Swagger Jake Hager and Sammy G Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara looks like the biggest star that's gonna be in the next couple of years in AEW. Well. I'm gonna, I'm the, gonna, the way they're grooming them. So I'm gonna make this. Uh, I'm gonna do this parallel real quick with you guys when it comes to the inner circle. By the way, I think the name is dope. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my boy Kev. Shout out to Kev. He uh, did the podcast uh, with me a couple of weeks ago. So I was talking to my boy Kev because he's a big metalhead. Mm-hmm. So I asked, I'm like, yo, this sounds like a band name. And he told me there's this band that he's into that they name their their one of their albums is named The Inner Circle. Of course, he would know that. So they and you know. <laughs> You know, Fozzie, Jericho, yeah. he's a metalhead. Right. Now, if you want to go deep... Now, that might be a, a, a reach. Maybe it has nothing to do with this album, right? Well, keep going, man. Keep digging. That might be a reach. But now, the inner circle mm-hmm. might be a dig at Vince. Of course. Because Vince has an inner circle. Who's in there? Whole, all his yes men tell yep. him yes to everything. Nice. So that might be a dig uh, at I Vince. Even think about that. Man, you got to break the shit down, brother. Uh, yeah, break the shit down. But man, Jericho, okay, first of all, Jericho is. That I am the best in the world at what I do. I prove it. I claim it. I am it every single night. And he does. Yes, he is. He does. He put over... His, 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 he put over his fucking faction. Yeah. And Jericho's in a faction. He's never been in a faction before. At never. All? Tag teams, yeah. Tag teams, yes, but he's never been in a, a faction. And he's the leader of this faction. He so, wasn't in part of the WCW invasion? No, right? No, no, no. He was Team WWF, nah. but that doesn't really count as a faction. No, no, but I mean, like, four or five guys. That that wasn't a faction. Okay, but that's why I'm asking. He wound up turning on the WWF in the, in the match. Yeah, the he, series, he was still WWF, but he just turned on, <laughs> yeah, like... at the end. But, um... <laughs> One thing I also wanted to point out uh, to people, I don't know if people caught on to this, about how he killed We the People chant. First of all, he's amazing for doing that. <laughs> can we... Can Tell we, the people. Can Jericho be the best on the mic today? Yeah. Well, uh, here's what I'll say about it. It wasn't scripted. 
He was playing off the crowd, which is something that the WWE talent can't do. He's one of these guys that the crowd was behind the inner circle and the whole We the People chant. And then Jericho turned it. He he let the crowd... On a dime. He let the crowd finish their We the People and then shut them up, took a dig at WWE, the smart way, especially out of all weeks, because their creative has been a fucking mess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jericho's Jericho's just a man, bro. And then he he turned it real quick because people were liking that and were cheering that, and he had to go back into heel mode and started talking about Dusty. And Cody doesn't like that. You know, yeah, he doesn't like it. But I'm sure, I'm sure... Jericho warned Cody backstage, like, listen, I'm going to talk about your dad. Yeah. Oh. And I'm sure Cody didn't like that, but it's Jericho. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And that, But he got what he wanted. He got that heat. He got oh. people booing. He it's got like people, oh, in that promo, that. Not, mm-hmm. in that promo, he put over his faction. Yes. And he also threw a little uh, Easter eggs because he, he, on Eddie Guerrero's birthday, he said Viva La Raza when he was talking about um, LAX. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And then you heard the fans going, hey, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Yep. So and then he went on a shoot with Jake Hager, Jack Swagger, saying that he's the toughest man in pro wrestling in general because he's a legit badass and he hasn't lost. Is he, he's still on the field. Kane right? Velasquez lost and Brock Lesnar has lost. So as a shoot, Jake Hager is the toughest guy in professional wrestling. Now let, let's let's also break this down. And by the way, thank you. I'm, I'm back now. I can talk. Uh, with with in a circle, Jake Hager looks like a badass. He, he looks he looks like the like the monster. Uh, MMA shoot wrestling guy that you needed the WWE to do. And WWE had six years to do that. And AEW, in two shows, has been able to do that. Yeah. Just the look, the the you know, the menacing, the way you put him in the ring. He looks like a psycho. Exactly. Now, yeah. why did it take WWE that long to mess it up? I don't know, man. Again, what, six years he was there? I don't know. I, I'm a little upset that the fans were chanting We the People. Why, though? At a show that is not involved with WWE, like you know that that's Better not that's the d- you know direction. Him. Yeah, but you know that's not the direction. Yeah, you're but going WWE in. marks are going. Let me rephrase that. Marks are going to be marks. I'm not going to say WWE marks. Marks are going to be marks, and they wanted to fucking cheer Jack Swagger. They 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 popped for him, and some people were shitting on the fans because they were like, "Really going to pop for Jack Swagger?" Listen, Jake Hager, he's a legit badass. Jack Swagger's dead. He, he they booked him like shit in the WWE, but he's a legit badass. Yeah. And, Remember when AEW was just starting out? That was one of the guys that we were like, "Well, he could possibly pop up in mm-hmm. AEW," and you know. We- but it, it was the best way they did it because they didn't use him for any of the uh, of the upcoming stuff. They used him on the show that you needed to. Yeah, the first. So show. you use Moxley yeah. on the first pay per view, you use Hager on your first show. Now that brings your whole faction because even the way that they look, like that whole look of that faction again, and I've always said it: if you need to get. Some some heat and some some battles going on. You need factions because now you can have any mixture of the elite go against the inner circle, and it's gonna feel fresh every week. It's funny that you mentioned the elite because I want because I want to yeah scripted. Well, we talk about we talk about uh, I, w- I was talking about parallels here, and yeah. there's definitely a parallel so, with the inner circle and the elite. So let me let me break it down to you. So you have Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. They both consider them, themselves the best in the world. Yes, Alpha okay, and Omega. So. Then you have the tag team, the Young Bucks, which they were considered the best tag team. They still say that. And you also have LAX or Santana Ortiz that they feel that they're the best tag team. They're hungry. Los New Yorkans. Okay. Then you got Adam Page, where nobody really knew that he had a character or anything like that in Ring of Honor. Sammy Guevara. And then you have Sammy G over here that nobody really knows about him. They know he's a good wrestler, 
but we don't know much about Sammy G. Well, right. It, it Th- and that's parallel to Adam Page. And then you have the ex-WWE guy joining this faction with Cody Rhodes joining the Bullet Club of the Elite. Mm-hmm. And now Jake Hager joining the Inner Circle. Ooh. So there's parallels, there's in, parallels both, man. in both fucking teams. Now, do you Factions. add anybody to this or just leave it like that? Leave it like leave. this for now. I'm good with a five. Okay. Yeah. I'm good with the five. Okay. Just a question. So we had this really, really great promo from Jericho, and that ended up leading to a match later on in the night between uh, Inner Circle, Sammy G and Chris Jericho versus Dustin and um, Adam Page. But before we get to that, NXT had a very interesting promo where we had, uh, after Roderick Strong's match with um, Shane Strickland, I, mm-hmm. I, I know his name is Isaiah Scott, but I still call him Shane Strickland. Right. So he had a match. He beat Shane Strickland, and then uh, the Undisputed Era came out and you know celebrated with Roddy, and and then you had Velveteen Dream come out, and he cut a very interesting promo with Roderick Strong, where they showed you know that 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 image that the the post that Roderick Strong did on Instagram where he's naked with the belt and mm-hmm. the belt's like covering his crotch, right. So th- this is probably one of the most raunchiest things I've seen in WWE in, in quite a while. In a while. Yeah. Not including like the Lana shit. I think, <laughs> I, I think, I feel like this might be a little bit surpassing Lana because it's like, you're talking about penises here. Oh, God. So they, they, they fucking show Roddy on the screen and then they minimize it and they put like a little, like a little block, but it's like tiny. Uh, and then like Velveteen yeah, Dream yeah. is probably pretty much saying like he's kind of underperforming, you know, like that's like right, the. Right, right. What he the basis of the promo was, and yeah. Roddy's like you know trying to like oh can let me get I'll go you know whatever, and then out comes Tommaso Ciampa. That was the the picture by the way the guys that are watching on Facebook. Tommaso Ciampa comes out and you know he keeps on stalking Adam Cole and you know undisputed era leaves the ring and then uh, Ciampa gets in the ring he sits down and he kind of just says uh what does he say uh, hi Goldie hey Goldie hey Goldie daddy's home daddy's home you know who the real Goldie is his daughter. The real Goldie. So the the story behind this, when he got hurt, mm-hmm. uh, one of the surgeries that he got, when he was away from his family with daughter being born, what the the what he would talk to the after he came back, the way he would talk to the belt, he was actually talking to his daughter. Like remember how he would carry like a baby, mm-hmm. and then on a on a on a video on a Facebook live or whatever, he said this is the real Goldie, and he showed his daughter. Oh, so that's I never knew that's that. Why that's why an interesting tidbit. That's why when he talks cool. to the belt. It's, it kind of looks like he's talking to the baby. That's why he carries it like that. So yeah. Well, when he was champion, obviously. Yeah. So that's why, hey, I never knew Goldie, that. daddy's home means so much more. Oh, okay. Never knew that. Know. Never. That's, that's an interesting tip. Yeah, that's said I could leave now, right? So, so while I popped for Ciampa, <laughs> and I thought the Velveteen Dream promo was mm-hmm. um, peculiar, right? Yeah. I think AEW, when it came to segment, like, wise, like, no non-wrestling, AEW ate the segment, segment up. Do you feel that this one had... Too many people involved. Like, okay, do the Roddy part, right? But then have that go away and then do the Ciampa part. Maybe. Like, to me, it felt like you were kind of like trying to put everything into one block. Maybe the segment would have came out better if it was in a bigger arena. The way I feel about it is the segment that AEW was doing, we were more on the edge of our seats because we knew that this was a new faction. Mm. We just didn't know what they were going to be called. And what's their purpose. Right. So we're kind of like... What's next, Jericho? What are you going to say? Whereas... You were waiting for that punchline. Like, these are a bunch of degenerates. That's right. it. Degeneration X. Right. And where NXT was going, it's kind of like, you know, it's 
raunch for the sake of raunch. It's mm -hmm. it's it's funny. It's guys that we've seen before, you know, besides Ciampa coming back, you know, from yeah. the the first week that they were going head to head or whatever. But um, that's the way I, I feel mm -hmm. about it. It's kind of like we were kind of more on the edge of our seats for that AEW uh, segment there. Now, to you guys, did uh, Velveteen Dream or the Velveteen Dream, because they started dropping the the, um, did he feel like nervous at the beginning of that promo? No, I don't. I think he's very confident on the mic. I just like the he's time, confident the on the mic. I just feel when it comes to Dream, ever since they got to USA, yeah, they've toned it down. They've maybe not toned it down, but there's a difference, and I, I I don't know. It just comes off different now mm -hmm. than it used to come on the network. I don't know if Sam feels this way, but that's how I feel. Okay, because I feel like that's a go, Daddy. Uh, to be honest with you, I was never really impressed with anybody's NXT promos. And Not even Velveteen? No. Adam Cole, bro? Mm-mm. Ciampa? No. Gargano? <laughs> no. no and they're the in Street ring, Profits? They're in ring work. All the guys are great, but the, the yeah. promo... But, okay, uh, so, so it goes back to what Mario said last week, where the in ring work for NXT was a little bit better than AEW, right. but show-wise, right. AEW was better. And uh, I'm not shitting on their promo work, you know, mm -hmm. like... Like Mario said, Velveteen comes off very, very confident. Yeah. Um, I don't think Gargano comes off that confident. Tommaso Ciampa is, is good. Cole is great. But I can't go back and, and point out an NXT promo at all, even when they were on the network, and say, that that's so a can great I, promo. So can I remix what you're saying real quick? Go ahead, man. I, I'm with you with the live promos. They don't come off bigger as life. Yeah. But I feel like their video packages are top notch. Oh yeah, because yeah. Adam yeah. Cole's video packages when he was fucking with Gargano's family, mm -hmm. yeah, top notch. So I think their video packages are real good, and it's funny that we're their editors are on point. Where <laughs> we're talking about video packages because the Lucha Outsiders are getting video packages. No, yeah, we are. Don't, don't worry about it. I'm working on it. Go, Dale. That means he's not gonna do it. But anyways, <laughs> so I have no idea, bro. So have no idea, Dale. So. I've I've never been a fan of Punishment Martinez in Ring of Honor. Never. I know you. I know. I know you didn't I like know. him. I okay, don't know but why. wait, 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 but wait, but wait. That's your cousin. I know I that's know. my cousin, uh -huh. but I've never been a fan of him. Viva La Rosa. Can I say <laughs> that I'm a fan of Davian Priest on NXT? And you know, <laughs> yo, he he's great in NXT. He they they the way they're booking him in NXT and his video packages. They make him feel like a superstar. When he was in Ring of Honor, I was like, look at this jabron that doesn't know the difference between Roman Reigns and Undertaker. Exactly. In NXT, <laughs> exactly. right? In NXT, he has a character, and I'm pumped for this Pete Dunn feud that he's going to be in. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get some good I, wrestling out of it. And also, don't be surprised that his NXT run isn't long, because I think Vince is going to take one look at this guy mm -hmm. and be like, I need him on Raw or SmackDown. Well, of course, because he could be he's the great. heel he's Roman great. Reigns. Yeah. He could be your heel Roman Reigns where you can kind of have, hey, they kind of look the same. They kind of wrestle the same, but this guy's the heel. I was never a fan of doing a Ring of Honor. Never. And now well, okay. I look at NXT but, and I'm like, yo, this guy won me over. He's great. But right. do you think it was right. character development? Like yes. Where, where, where in you Ring of Honor, you didn't have yes. those video packages? You know why? Because this ain't the first time a, a former Ring of Honor wrestler that I was like mm -hmm. eh about. And then they went to NXT and they won me over. There's another wrestler that was in cool. Ring of Honor and won me over in NXT, and that's Kyle Riley. When Kyle Riley okay. was in Ring of Honor, I thought he was super vanilla. Yeah, he mm -hmm. was good in the ring, but he I thought he was super vanilla. In NXT now, yeah. this guy's a cocky fucker. Yeah. I'm, I'm all need, over it now. You need that, though. But yeah. you need that, though. 
You need I'm that to separate over. that because you, you weren't even a fan when he was with the like the Red Dragon and with the come up with. I the thought the tag the tag team was good, but I was more of a Bobby Fish guy than right. Kyle Riley. Yeah. I looked at him like, look at this vanilla jabroni. The mustache did it for you. For Bobby Fish, Fish. yeah, because he was he was always <laughs> he was always charismatic. Bobby right. Fish always yeah. stood out of the team. And then you look at Kyle Riley, like look at this vanilla chump. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, he I was good, he was good in the ring, yeah. just like Punishment Martinez. I thought, yeah. I thought he was okay in the ring of Ring of Honor. Like I'm like, ah, he could work, but he never he never stood out for me because it's like, are you supposed to be Roman Reigns? Are you supposed to be like kind of like a fake Undertaker? Like I didn't I get it. And now you okay. see him in NXT, and that's one thing we got to praise WWE in NXT. Character development. You mm. gave an identity that to 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 Damian Priest. Yeah. So no, all you, his you punishment have, have Martinez backstory. shit. Yeah. It's like I completely forgot all of that. I'm looking at this guy in NXT, and I'm like, yo, this guy's great. So yeah. you remember when we saw him live at the Hammerstein? That that you were like, oh, I hate this guy. Even I was though like, boo, like this fucking Roman Reigns, fucker. <laughs> okay, but okay. So when you had him there at, at that at that show, right? You didn't for somebody that hadn't seen him live, which was me. He stood out. He stood out, but I didn't know any of his backstory. See, the whole thing with right. a video package for a match, they're supposed to tell you, even if you're there live, it's supposed to tell you why are they fighting, who are they having beef with, who was involved, and maybe just have somebody run in, right? But you have that information with the video package, with something before the match, because you're supposed to get people that don't watch the show on a regular on this pay-per-view for you to get them to watch this and know exactly where it is. I didn't get that with Punishment Martinez. All I saw was this big guy that kind of looked like Roman Reigns, that kind of looked around, you know, walked around like the Undertaker. But I didn't get that. Now with Damian Priest, I do get that. He looks dope because man. the it video like packages, mm -hmm. the video package are supposed to bring you to that point, and that is something that the WWE has always done better than anybody else. Yeah. Because right now you can go watch Royal Rumble 1991, and you'll know exactly why that match is going on, because they'll give you that video package right before. Yeah. And one thing that I'll, I'll say is that. AEW is doing something similar because the way mm. that they're starting their show packages is yes. video packages. Like this is what not, happened last week. Right. Instead Man. of somebody coming out to the ring and setting up the night, they're showing a video package and then yes. giving you a match and saying, this is why they're wrestling. Mm -hmm. Here's a wrestling match. So I think video packages are super important when you're talking about the product. When they're you know? done right. Right. You're because right. Because you don't want a 13 minute video package and then a two minute match. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I don't, I don't need that. But you're right with AEW. I do kind of get that. And can I just say, me personally, I love the fact that they still put like the little square with where they're gonna be next, kind of like what WCW used yes, to do. Yes, mm -hmm. I felt right. Well, at you home. get well. Listen, when you watch <laughs> AEW, you lie. definitely get WCW feels. From no, but it. I'm saying yeah. like that that little square, not like WWE where they put it down at the bottom yeah, yeah, of the yeah. whole screen. Like that little square on the bottom left hand corner. WCW feels, man. Atlanta, GA, uh, the 13th or the 14th. I'm like, oh, I'm home. <laughs> so <laughs> on the AEW front, let's talk about uh, a match that people were kind of criticizing. Not because of the match, but why the match was booked, and that was Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc, and the mm -hmm. winner was going to face Chris Jericho next week in Philadelphia. So people were shitting on not the actual match. The match was pretty good, but people were shitting before the match even started. Was like, well, look at their their, their records, and you know their yes. their you know their records you. matter matter, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Here's the thing about AEW. Let's just say hypothetically here, right? Yeah. Let's say AEW dropped the ball, and was like, man, this kind of makes no sense, right? Yeah. What AEW did to fix it, it made it into a story and had Pac come out on commentary shitting on AEW, AEW's office. I have better track record. I have a better, yeah. you know, win or loss record than anybody else here. How come? Why are they screwing with me? Right. So they made it into a story. Yeah. 
Yeah. So and that's it makes one. Sense. And so that so while you might criticize the booking decision of why we're getting Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen, which Darby Allen did go over, and he's uh, facing Chris Jericho next week in a Philadelphia street fight for the title. But now you made this story on Pac fighting the system. Why is the system trying to screw me over? Now talk about screwing over. We're look. I'm looking right now at the actual standings uh, where you can go to uh, cagematch.network. Um, you know who's who hasn't won a single match in AEW? Your boy Joey Janela. He's 0-5. Oh damn. You know who else? He's about to be 0-6 if you 0-6 if you watch AEW Dark next week. Jungle Boy is also 0-5. And Luchasaurus is 0-4. You know, while wow. you know, while, while I think it's something <laughs> different on AEW's part where uh-huh. they where they, they show like the like you know, like the the little side of. Their... Oh, I'm sorry. Austin Kong is also on too. Sorry, that just jumped out. So you know when you come out and they be like, "Hey, this is Adam Page," and then they show like the win loss record, like right on the side over there. Yeah. I think at some point you're gonna have to take that away because like, if AEW continues, what is it gonna be like? You know, for some of these people, like for what is it? Um, Braxton, uh, uh Cutler, Bra- Braxton Cutler, Brandon Cutler. Like that dude's gonna be a Joe Bear. He's gonna be an enhancement talent like for his whole run in AEW. So what he's gonna be just like? About. Owen. You know, two hundred and sixty-six. Like you, you know, what I'm saying, like no, but but, but the, <laughs> that might the, get him over, man. The way you build around that is, you could say, okay, he's he's two and and thirty-seven, right? But those two wins come against guys from this faction or something like that. Like that's I how just, you. Kinda... I feel. I feel like eventually you got to take that that bottom third, that like where it says like the wins and losses. Eventually, you got to take that out. I think. <laughs> Was it like that TNA thing where all of a sudden <laughs> that whole ranking system just went out the exactly. window? Exactly. <laughs> I think. Eventually... No, they did the same thing with SmackDown. Remember, they had like the top ten shit in the last like a month, and then they completely forgot about it and didn't say a thing. Yeah, it's kind of rough doing that. Because... <laughs> uh, Adam Page, he's uh, <laughs> six matches, three wins, so he's fifty percent. It's like I get that they're trying to make an an effort where say like wins and losses matter, Mm -hmm. and they could still, as a gimmick, do that. But I think making that bottom third and showing that win loss Uh record eventually, I think you got to take that away. Who who was in that match that we're talking about right now? Uh, Jimmy Havoc and Darby (laughs) Allen. Five matches, one win. He's got a twenty percent win rate. You see, that's what I mean. Jimmy Havoc. But at least I give I give AEW credit where. They, they put that into a storyline. They, they made it into a storyline. So yeah. I, I, you got to you know, tip their hat to them for making it into a story. My boy yeah. Chris Jericho, 100%. Undefeated. 4-4. Four to four. You can't ask for more. So that speaking of uh, Pac, he actually sat in for uh, the Moxley and Sean Spears match. And, you know, Sean Spears was a good hand in WWE, and he's still a good hand in yeah. AEW because yeah. that dude has been yeah. catching L's. Yeah, they're booking him the same damn way. <laughs> this guy can't catch a break. Oh, oh man. Well, he's still an awesome 10. The perfect 10. What, what the fuck was his thing? The perfect 10. There you go, perfect 10. Why did I say awesome? Because you were thinking about awesome Kong. Or maybe you thinking about the Miz, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. You're sexy as what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Moxley obviously went over, and we're going to talk about King of Pro Wrestling later on in the show where he'll be defending his United States Championship against uh, Juice Robinson. But after the match, Kenny, Kenny Omega did come out. He came out with a broom and a, bar, and a, and a bat with barbed wire, mm-hmm. and he throws the bat at Moxley, which I found that a little bit fugazi, in my Why? opinion. Right. Because it's like Kenny Omega should just run, run in there with the broom and the bat and just like beat the shit out of Moxley. Mm-mm. No. Because now you're building to them scoring off. It's kind of saying, like, look, I know you're hardcore. I know you're able to do all this crazy shit. 
here. I get Show me. I understand that. Because I can still beat you. I understand that. But the week before, Moxie put this guy through a glass table. So, in mm. theory, Kenny Omega shouldn't even come out with a bat. He just came out with the fucking broom and just beat the shit out of Moxley. With the same table. So he, ends up, so, he ends up giving the bat to Moxley. And they're like they're going to go at it. And then Pac came out and you know attacked Omega so I don't know if this is going to lead to a, a three way I don't know if this is going to lead to a, another Pac and Omega match next week but I'm interested though I'm you know it's it was weird how we got there but I am interested yeah it, it, it just it just reminds me remember Wrestlemania 2000 the video game where you used to go under the <laughs> and, you got and a the broom. crowd and the crowd yeah they go to broom. the crowd and the broom yeah the broom was one of the things that's just I don't know, man. But, yeah, it, it definitely builds a story, and it, it makes you want to watch the next week. Uh, I can't wait till these two finally square off in Baltimore because me and Mario are going to be there. Oh, yeah. yeah Baltimore. So, I'm not going to be there. Well, there ain't nothing new. Nice. All right, let's go back to the NXT front. So uh, both Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. She's so sexy. Like they're Bianca. both taking claim on who's going to be the next one um, facing off with Shayna Baszler. They're both great. Uh, Shayna Baszler. Um, Bianca Belair ended up having a great match with uh, Dakota Kai. You know, Dakota Kai just came back from injury. And then Rhea Ripley just went through uh, this chick named Aaliyah that she's always with Vanessa Bourne. Mm -hmm. She just... I like that intro. I like that Aaliyah intro that they do. She just... Uh, That's about it. She just ran through Aaliyah. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I like both women, man. But I think... um, I think Rhea Ripley should be the 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 person to to fight Shayna Baszler. I'm not saying that she should be the one defeating Shayna Baszler, but we already seen Bianca Belair and Shayna. We haven't really seen. Yeah, we've seen Shayna and Rhea have a little something, but I think it ended up in a non finish. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the match we need to get to. I would like to see a triple threat. That hey, I'm not I'm not against that either. Yeah. That would be dope because it you know all three women. They're both like the alphas in many ways. Yeah, they're all jacked. They're jacked. They can, they're all athletes, mm-hmm. legit, you know. I, I feel like they could all beat some fucking ass in real life. Put them all in the, in the ring at the same Yo, time. Yo, Rhea Ripley could beat the shit out of a dude, no problem. Oh, yeah. She's got <laughs> big ass arms. Bro. You see her, big bro? Shoulders, She's yeah. gorgeous, too. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, man. But um, I, yo, you know what? I didn't even think about a three way. I'll be down for a three way. Yeah. Maybe they have like a match, and then maybe Shayna and the other two uh, horsewomen come in and kind of beat the shit out of both of them, and right. that leads to a three way. And Shayna's like, "Fuck, I just screwed myself," you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll see where it goes. When when is the next takeover? Is this Survivor Series weekend? And then I think it was War Games. What War Games three? All right, yeah, that should be great. That should be really great. All right, let's go back to the AEW front. So we had uh. Representing the inner circle, we had Chris Jericho, the AEW World Champion, the Painmaker, and mm-hmm. Sammy G, Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes, the Natural, and Hangman Adam Page. You know this match, what it was, it was what it was. It was you know you had your antics from uh, Jericho and, and Sammy G, which they're heels, so rightfully so. And you know you got to make your champ look strong, and you got a new stable, so why wouldn't they pick up the win? And Dustin Rose doesn't lose lose anything for catching the pin. You know what I'm saying? No. He's a legend. You know he's already established. So he doesn't. And it was Dustin getting the pin, not Adam Page. So it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that, a hundred percent. And um, you know, it's it's just weird. I, they ended their uh, their their uh, show two weeks in a row with tag matches. It makes me excited for this third week. 
because now we're finally going to get a singles match mm-hmm. for the championship mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. the main event in and, Philadelphia. Yeah, and we know that Jericho is going to go over this is, somehow, but this is going to that match is is to give the rub to Darby Allen. You already saw how the AW ended with Darby Allen riding on the skateboard and fucking yeah, <laughs> and that shit was, out of that was fucking cool. Innovative, innovative. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only other person I've seen something similar to to do something what Darby Allen did was a. Uh, my man um, from NXT UK, um, Mark Andrews. Right. He did something similar in TNA where he would ride on a skateboard and like you know do like some shit to you. Oh, okay. He did something similar to that. He because you know he, he was a TNA guy, but uh, right. but yeah, Darby Allen. You know, Darby Allen. He reminds me a lot of Jeff Hardy, and I feel like this match that he's gonna have with Jericho, even though it's not a ladder match, is gonna resemble a lot to what taker did with jeff hardy when taker you know even though jeff hardy lost that ladder match against taker for that wwe championship jeff hardy went over in the sense that taker made him look really really good yeah absolutely they see something in in darby allen you know uh you know you got cody going to a tie with him and now you got him you know main eventing the third show in philly and you know philly's a rough crowd and they're gonna be all over him and they're gonna be you know praising jericho because it's a heel they they love heel crowds so um uh, they see something in them you know i i personally i see the in-ring work but i don't see the promo there yet because he hasn't really been given the mic to yeah but jeff hardy's never been good at promos and he's fucking you know out of this world type superstar yeah, yeah so, sometimes true. you don't need them to talk it's actually better if they don't speak on the mic because I think their in-ring work speaks more than whatever they're able to tell you on the mic. Yeah. There's a reason why Jeff Hardy was called the charismatic enigma because he didn't have to talk and he yeah. was charismatic as and shit. And you know with this Darby Allen character, he's got like that half skull thing. Maybe the not talking is more like his stick. You mm-hmm. know, maybe it's more like he's like a a quiet a man of mystery. Oh, yeah, man of mystery. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I should start doing that painting half of my face like a skull. No. Anyways, shave half of my beard. And well, you, we you lost the bed, and we already know how you look like it's with the right. shaved beard. You it's look right. like a, you look like a testicle. It grew back, man. That's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I know. That's what she said. Oh boy. Anyways, um, let's talk about NXT. That is a disgusting. <laughs> ass. Let's talk about the NXT main event. You have Kushida versus Walter, and man, I love this match so so much. Even though Walter went over, yeah. But it just showed that Kushida can hang with big men. Yes. Yeah. That's why I love this match so much. I think. Walter is great at making you believe that he can almost be beat. Mm-hmm. And then in the blink of an eye, it's over. You know? Mama mia! <laughs> That's it. That, though, the match was incredible. They beat the shit out of each other. And I know uh, Kushida ended up having like a little wrist injury or whatever. So who knows how long he's going to be out. Hopefully, it won't be out for too long. But, you know, mm-hmm. now with the Cruiserweight title, like being part of the NXT brand, now you have some of these guys like, you know, because a lot of the... Guys, let's be honest here. Yeah. In NXT, they're smaller guys. So now the NXT, which is pretty much a world title, they mm-hmm. they don't have to necessarily go after the NXT world title. They could go after, after the Cruiserweight Championship, and you still have the, the North, North American, American Championship. And then, that's, you know, you have the, the NXT UK Championship and NXT UK, and uh, apparently there's a rumor going around that they're going to have a mid-card title in NXT UK. So they, now they you have some to. of these guys in NXT that have different titles that they could chase. It'd be dope if they brought back the European title. Yeah, that's NXT. one of the rumors yeah, for NXT be, UK. Yeah. They have to put it in the UK. Come they, on, if they put it in the regular roster, like, hello, you have an NXT UK, that's what the European title should be. They had. Yeah. They said the the two rumored name is bringing back the European title, and then the other rumored was, which is not a it's not a bad name, is uh, Eurocontinental. I don't I don't hate that. It's not. I it's not. It. it doesn't roll off the it. tongue, but it. it's, it's all and right. Neither does the intercontinental it. title. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
Yeah. Um, just saying. <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, hold on. Chris Brown is saying the same could be said about Nakamura, uh, where his in-ring talks a lot more than what he does we in We talked about in that speaking, yes. in yeah. various episodes about mm-hmm. Nakamura not talking, so oh, being the charismatic, being a charismatic guy. Um, I know speaker English. So I think overall we could say AEW had the better show, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Leo and his horrible jokes. We know that. All right. That was not a joke. He actually said that. Yeah, but you don't have to repeat it. Oh, sorry. You don't always have to talk, Leo. You know that? I know. That's why I stayed quiet for like 30 minutes of the show. Well, you should, you know, stay quiet for another 30 minutes of the show. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, okay. So, we, I think we were talking, to, we talked yeah. pretty positive about NXT. We talked pretty mm-hmm. positive about AEW. Right, Sam? You're a positive guy. You could agree to that, right? Absolutely. Let's get into SmackDown. Let's oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> Congratulations. You played this Man, game. SmackDown was shit. That's no other way to put it. SmackDown was horrendous, bro. Jesus Christ. I don't know where to start. I guess we should start with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, right? We got Natalia. What? You know what? Let's let's jump around with SmackDown. (laughs) You know what? This is what this is what like it's like, Uh, what the fuck am I watching? So if you guys didn't watch SmackDown. Why am I watching this? Exactly. They did this thing where but they made it they didn't even make it they didn't even make it brain supremacy. With this draft, it was more like network supremacy, right? So you had the USA network and then the Fox network in like in war in war rooms that, that they looks were called. So it. fake. And I'm it sorry. looked horrible. And the acting was atrocious. <laughs> so and, and and this is the WWE is just in shambles. You know why? Because they spoiled the draft list before yeah, the show even fucking started. Yeah, they did. Do you think that they got the executives, the actors off of Craigslist? Probably. <laughs> like Probably. That's what it looked Look like. 25 uh, actors get $100. It's just, man, they, they try to make it like sports oriented, right? They try to make this draft like, oh, like the NFL and the NBA and stuff. But... This is wrestling, people. I get it. You're trying to get the sports effect on it. But yeah, when you have, but... like, war rooms and you have, like, all these different celebrities and sports analysis jumping in, it just comes off cheesy and fake. By the way, can we just say Troy Aikman wanted nothing to do with he that? He wanted Did nothing to do with face? Did Did He face? wanted nothing to do with it. Nothing. Like, are we really doing this? I, I think Raw is going to win. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And, you know, and me and Sam and I were talking about this on the way over here. We were like... Is there any way they could have made this better? And I just don't know, man. I, I... Okay, I think the way you could have made it better was to actually have two figureheads yes. say their part. Because you remember back in the day when you had um, Heyman and... Uh... You know, Leo, you don't even have to go that way, no, no, way but I'm back. Saying, you but... could go back to the real last, real legit draft in 2016 mm-hmm. where you had Mick Foley and Stephanie with Shane and Daniel okay, Bryan. like that. And that was dope, right? Okay, because... Yeah. because uh, Stephanie reading off a cue card that those are already written. It takes away from why the hell you even have a fucking raw uh, like a like a war room. Keep in mind, if you were in the internet, right, you already knew who was gonna you be know, the next I, draft pick. It, it kind of reminded me of the NBA draft because that's what happens. Dave Silver goes out there and he's yeah. like, uh, the first pick, you know, the Toronto yeah, but Raptors. Yeah, but okay, but they blah, give blah, blah. him the actual pick, and then yeah. the other people have to choose from whatever he picks, right? Yeah. But how are you gonna have five picks? When you don't know what the other team is picking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, how are you picking? Okay, let's say uh, a SmackDown wanted uh, Becky Lynch, but they put him down there. So that means Becky Lynch gets picked twice. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I have it go one and one, like back and forth. Like, make that into a storyline. Stephanie doing, like, the draft picks for both Raw and SmackDown. Come on, you're not going to boo me? It just comes off lazy. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It comes off very lazy. And then what makes it just, just you know, ran all over, just straight cheese on SmackDown but on Fox. What, what coach like, said wait, there was nothing bad with it's it? It's like Roman Reigns, right? When they After they do like the first round of draft picks, right? Which was like, you know, Becky Lynch, Roman Reigns, the OC. And I can't think of the other two people. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. Uh, I think it was uh, Sasha, uh, Drew McIntyre, and Bray Wyatt, which they said Bray Wyatt. They didn't say The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. So my theory is that The Fiend is going to get drafted to Raw. I could be wrong. Well, we just got to wait till Monday right before Raw when they lead the other half of Exactly. The- <laughs> so they do this, and then they cut to, like, the war room on Fox, right? So you see a whole bunch of fucking people, like, you know, writing their notes and going through, like, the chart or whatever. And you see yeah. a guy with, like, well, like, going like this. Yeah. Right? Or whatever. <laughs> so you see all this shit. And then when they, you know, get off the phone and it's like, we got Roman Reigns. Everyone's like, yes. And they're high-fiving each other. Even just, the CGI fucking uh, NFL. Yeah, the, the, the robot, the Fox guy gives a high-five to somebody. And it just, he's like, what are we doing here? This is horrible. Oh, my God. And this is your second episode on Fox? Uh, so it, was, it, was, it was terrible. It was so yeah. stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. Yeah, it was. Um, <sighs> but apparently Vince is, thinks this is good shit. I'm assuming. Man, so does Fox apparently, and and the, and the internet wrestling community. These guys that are supposed to be like the head guys, you know, that make these videos all the time. They get paid for this shit. Like watch WWE and uh, Watt Culture. There was nothing wrong with SmackDown this week at all. Congratulations, uh. you played yourself. <sighs> now to somebody that doesn't watch the product, because th- this is why we do this. Because. Everybody's going to say, oh, there's nothing wrong. WWE all the time. Yo, that was some bullshit that they were trying to push off on you on top of what they did on Raw. Because remember, if you're a WWE person, you watch Raw, you watch NXT, okay, it got a little bit better, but now you watch SmackDown, mm-hmm. and it let's was like a even, shit sandwich. Let's not even include NXT in the it's conversation. Because like NXT was great, but man, it was like the second... No, but I'm saying. A second the, the bell rang for that Hell in the Cell main event... It just completely went downhill for WWE, not including NXT, because NXT was great. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. So now, and remember what, what you and I were talking about, where, like, if you're a wrestling fan and you're a WWE person and you just watch this shitty ending to Hell in a Cell and then you watch this really bad Raw, do you really want to tune into NXT? Do you really want to deal with, even no. though it, it could be good, but no. it could also be as bad as Raw and as bad as the ending of, of, of uh, Hell in a Cell? I feel like with this mainstream push to Fox, they're alienating their diehard fans. To what? Because when you look back at what they did with the Cain Velasquez mm-hmm. thing, let's go back a week ago where they squashed. No, nah, we could but we could blame that that topic into now too. Yeah, Kofi Kingston gets squashed. Okay. Kofi Kingston gave us one of the best WrestleMania moments, top five, top ten. Where are we going to rank it? It's I think up Co- there. I think Kofi had a great year, and I think he'll be in our top ten list. It's mm-hmm. the first uh, Russell of the year. Yeah, and you think about it. Kofi? Die, die hard fans like us are looking at Kobe Kingston like, bro, you did it. Like, you broke down barriers. Yeah. You squash him in a minute. You bring Cain Velasquez out there. Brock is out there. Here's a guy that they actually fought in real life. Mm-hmm. When he, they fought in real life, Brock was talking mad shit. He was like, yeah. "Yo, I'm gonna send him, I'm gonna send him back to Mexico to drink mm-hmm. a Corona and eat a burrito and all this shit." Here comes Cain Velasquez down down the, the ramp, and he's looking scared, and gets fucking yeah. taken down real quick and beat the fuck up real fast. At least have so, him come back. At least make it look like a like a fight. Right. Everything you did with Kofi got squashed to make Brock look great. Just to have Kane come down there and make Brock look like a pussy. No. Right now, you got that situation. You got the Raw and the the Hell in a Cell 
match that's just terrible. Backlash, backlash, the right. hell backlash. And now you got this draft with the fucking the fox robot in in the. <laughs> and diehard wrestling fans. That is a like, disgusting. Ass. There's oh, see, there's, because he was also on SmackDown. See, I got it. I there's got it. wrestling fans out there like us that watch everything, other things. Everything, right? Like you like your soccer. I yes. like basketball. I like soccer. Mario loves oh. football. Mario loves like mo- most. He likes the Bar Demar Ravens. Yeah, like we watch everything. There are wrestling fans that just watch wrestling. Yeah, like that's it. Th- that's it. I'm friends with them. Mm-hmm. I respect that. If that's your thing, that's your thing. They are alienating those fans. And those bro. people don't shower. Just saying. Damn, man. I'm not. I'm calling a spade a spade. They usually have a little tick because they always <laughs> click. I'm calling a spade a spade, brother. I love you guys. You guys that just watch <laughs> wrestling, I fuck with you because when not I, everybody no, doesn't I was younger, no, I was just like what? that. Not, I, not everybody doesn't shower. But, man, yeah. man, you know what I'm talking I know, about, I man. I know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> percentage-wise, <laughs> percentage wise, 60% of them don't shower. Listen. <laughs> they are alienating that fan base, and that that's guy gonna... right there. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's messed up. Look at what Sam's laughing, though. Okay, but finish. Yo, finish I going. saw the Joker this Friday. I'm not messing with nobody. <laughs> what a great movie! What oh, a great yes. movie! I was always nice to you. Remember that, bro. When you go off, remember that. I'm like Bitch. a midget. I'm Hell like in the a Cell was a great pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So listen. What I'm saying is they're alienating that fan base, and that's the fan base that pumps the most money into the yeah. into the marketplace. When you're talking about pro wrestling, they're they, the they take ninety percent the of their merch. paycheck and buy the, all the merch, merch and go to, yeah, tickets, everything like that. So <laughs> I really feel like they're making WCW mistakes, man. They really Who? are WWE, WWE, okay, because they are trying to to get new viewers, mm-hmm. and with that, I understand. But you got a monster with AEW right over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could understand this move like five years ago when there wasn't any competition, but you got a fucking billionaire. They look bigger. That's ready mm-hmm. to spend money and steal your talent and steal your viewers and steal your customers. And you're doing this? One, one, yeah. one thing I, I want to point out, because if we, if, we if we don't acknowledge it, people can be like, hey, you're just talking shit about WWE. Yes, we do know that AEW did sell out Wednesday but they sell out because everybody bought the tickets. I know there was a lot of empty seats on, in Boston or whatever. So let's just acknowledge that because if we don't yeah. acknowledge that, I'm like, oh, you guys didn't talk about AEW. Listen, in theory, AEW got their fucking money. Of course. They just didn't sell out the the, the second, what is it, the, the second the, the second market. Uh, uh, yeah, the um, the StubHub market. Yeah, the StubHub market, yeah. uh, TicketFly, all them, you know, they, 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 got, they got stuck with some tickets. So let's acknowledge that. Because, you know, be like, oh, but you guys yeah. point out with WWE, doesn't sell out the arena, but you can't talk about AEW, huh, huh, huh? Listen, go take you're, a fucking shower, all right? You're, you're going you're gonna to start doing that voice from now on because that's like the awesome WWE mark. Like, <laughs> that's what, in my head, that's what the WWE listen, mark sounds do, like. And listen, you know what? And to be honest, because I went on a rant before about the Hell in the Cell. Listen, you if, you, if you, you guys get, shut up. You if, you guys get if you guys get offended right. with what I say, like, I really don't give a shit, man. Right this there. ain't right a here. pro WWE podcast. Right this here. ain't a pro AEW. This is a pro wrestling podcast we criticize ring of honor we criticize new japan we criticize every fucking promotion if you don't like that if you don't like what we're saying you don't have to listen to this podcast and you can unfollow us i don't give a shit right right down there right down there i'm gonna i'm gonna speak the truth we're not gonna sugarcoat anything we criticize AEW in the summer with with fight Mm. for the fall which was a fallen paper pay-per-view with the check we we criticize all these fucking companies (laughs) 
I'm not mad about it. I'm just like, dude, they didn't have to give any money at all. Well, we're not going to touch on this, though, because that's past tense. Okay, you know what? They didn't have to give money at all, but they also didn't have to parade the fucking check either. I understand. All right? I understand. Not a good look. Yeah. But we criticize all these fucking promotions. Shout right? out to Papa Kong. So, so, so it's, it's not, this is a pro wrestling podcast. That's yes. what we are. Yes. Not sports entertainment. So, back to SmackDown. So, let's talk about Money in the Sand 4. Count, oh Crown Jewel. God. How many matches you got for that already? Two. Accounted for. Two big ones. That are, they're on the poster. You are, have... they, are they actually matches, though? Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. Is it going to be a wrestling match? They're saying it's a wrestling match. Is it going to be a boxing match? No, they're saying it's a wrestling Let, match. Is it going to be a thumb, thumb war match? I brought this up in the car on the way over here. Braun Strowman is the new big show. Yes. All right? And this is why I say this. <laughs> WWE <laughs> dropped the ball with Big Show, in my opinion. I feel like Big Show should have been booked differently. He did a lot of things he shouldn't have been doing. He did a lot of these comedy things that are now benefiting him now because, you know, Netflix has uh, a new show with him and they saw his range when he was with WWE. But I don't feel like he should have done that. I feel like he should have been booked as a special attraction. They shouldn't have been seeing him that often and he shouldn't have been taking losses the way he took them, right? Because he did the job to people that he didn't need to lose to. Okay. Let's be honest. But, but he actually said it on an interview that I was watching the other day where people want to see... The giant monster, yeah, right, coming up and take the title. People don't want to see the giant monster defending the title. That is true. That is true. That's Be why I say he should be booked as an attraction. He shouldn't be on the show every mm -hmm. every not even every month. I feel like he should be like one of those guys that like you call they in. They treat him like Brock Lesnar, right? They watered Big Show down because exactly. he should have been treated as an attraction, but they didn't do that. And now that he's gone, we have Braun Strowman. Mm. And guess what Braun Strowman is doing? Filling a in that role. Of, yeah, he's doing a lot of things that the Big Show would be doing if he was in his prime now. He's taking a lot of L's, and they're booking him in a certain way. I mean, think about it like this. Yeah. This guy should have had the title by now. I mean, he was hot at one point. Yeah, he really was, hot. He was, I remember doing a post, like I remember like a year and some change ago, maybe a little year and a half ago, maybe close to two years. They did a show at MSG. It was a house show. Mm-hmm. And he did the Hulk Hogan pose. Yeah. And man, that crowd went nuts for him. I seen video of this. They went Coco for And Coco I'm Coco. like, yo, you literally got your next Hulk Hogan in many ways. Right there. And they fucking just butchered him. So do you bring in Tyson Fury? Do you think Tyson Fury is coming in to do the job? No. Tyson Fury is coming. He, to, uh, to, he's, <laughs> he's getting over. What happens every time they bring in a celebrity? The celebrity gets their WWE rub, and next thing you know, Tyson Fury in ten years is going to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. But you got to understand too. First of all, I want to I want to actually praise Tyson Fury because he got the chops on the mic. Oh he, yeah, he ate a Braun Strowman on mic on Raw because he's a boxer that promotes his own shit. But I will say, you got to understand, Tyson Fury is using this match that he's having with Braun Strowman as a promotional tool because the following month he's having a, a match in Saudi Arabia against Wilder. Yeah. He's it's all promotional tools. That's, that's where the real money is because he's going to make a couple million off of that. Don't get me wrong. WWE okay, but, is probably but, uh, paying you're, him. you're getting used. Hello, WWE. Because right now, anything that you could be doing with Braun Strowman, you have to put it on the side to actually have him job to Fury. Doesn't this remind you of Mayweather and Big Show? This is exactly what I said. Sam was talking about that this morning. In the fucking car on it's the, the way same over thing. here. You're going to you're gonna have Braun Strowman on one knee. Well, yeah. no, he doesn't have to because they're, they're both about the about same, same height. Yeah. And he's going to get punched out. 
Yeah. And now how do you rebuild that with Strowman? Exactly. Because his can't. gimmick is being the monster among men. Okay. Now you got a man that could lay him the fuck out. Well, you're a monster among men, but you're a <laughs> bitch against boxers. Right. Well, I, I told I told I told that to, to Leo last week. I'm like, man, Braun don't want to see Tyson Fury. <laughs> Tyson no. Fury's gonna knock no. him the fuck out. No. By the I, way, Alberto Del Rio said that most of the guys in the locker room, about twenty percent of them could actually be in a real fight. 80% of them have never been in an actual fight ever in their life. Exactly. No, yeah, yeah, I remember. A well, couple of people have said that, not just yeah. Del Rio. But uh, Braun Strowman, he could hang, but not to Tyson Fury. No. He could probably defend himself, but man, when Brock Lesnar was fucking shooting on him oh, in that triple that threat part? match, in that triple go, threat match with Kane, yo, he would, Brock was shooting on he Braun, shooting, and, and Braun looked a little bit timid. He rocked him. He hit him, and he dazed the fuck out of him. And listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to criticize Braun Strowman's manhood or anything yes, like that. Because listen, if Brock fucking hits me like that, I'm gonna fucking curl up like a ball too. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, yo, this guy, if he was like an alpha male like that, he would have been shooting back at Brock, and he didn't shoot back at Brock. Right, right. So that's the way I'm feeling, man. I don't know where they go with Braun at this point, man. I really don't. I really do not. No. And it, it's a shame because this guy. He could have been your Hulk your, Hogan. Yeah, where yeah. you wanted Roman Reigns to be a couple years ago. That could have been your that guy. That could have been your guy right there. And they didn't do it. And so he now, up. so now we're going into Money in the Sand, which four. was four. But if you look at it, okay, when you take this right, you go into this Money in the Sand. You know the whole Hogan and and uh, Flair match uh, their teams. That's a throwaway. That's just to have the guys on there. You know the whole Cain Velasquez and, and Brock Lesnar that that's going to probably end in a freaking tie because you don't see that going anywhere. You know, um, I know a lot of people on on, on social media has been posting um, some of the stuff that uh, Kane Velasquez has done in AAA. Okay, time out, time out, time out, real quick. The CGI people, or not the CGI, but the Photoshop people in the WWE, they, can't they do a better job at fucking Kane Velasquez's face? He doesn't even look, look like, like him in the like a video game, right? No. Yeah, exactly. He looks like he's about to be in 2K20 or something. Probably. <laughs> Let's try it out, see if people uh, buy DLC. it. DLC. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. I know a lot of people have been posting um, some of the some video packages of Kane Velasquez in AAA, mm. and I was fortunate enough to see him in AAA at, yes. at, um, at the Hulu Theater at with MSG. The mask. Is with the gonna, mask. Is he going to wrestle with the mask? That would be so I, awesome. You know... I want people to understand why he looked—he did look good in AAA. He's not gonna wrestle this style in WWE. He's not wrestling. He's gonna wrestle a big man style with Brock Lesnar. Exactly. This is not gonna be a lucha libre type style match with Kane Velasquez. Because okay, first of all, he looked really great in that match because the guys that he was in there with made him look good. Mm -hmm. Made him look good, and they've been doing this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Now, have they ever been in the ring? I'm pretty sure you know. Hey, let's go practice or whatever. But. Brock needs to make him look good. Can Brock make him look good? Yeah, I think Brock can. can make him look good, but Kane's got to put an effort too. And he got you got to understand, Kane Velasquez only knows the lucha style right now. And he looks really small next to Brock. I wasn't buying that whole badass when he was on top of he, him smacking him up. He he well, only happened in real life. They were about the same size back then. Okay. Yeah, but Kane Velasquez was in better shape, and I'm no one to yeah. judge on anybody's shape. That was ten years say, ago, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no, but I'm saying like his arms look like really small compared to Brock. Like how are you gonna have this skinny ass guy? Brock beat looks up like Brock a on, fucking Brock, monster. Brock's on that gas, man. Let's be honest, man. That guy's fucking eating steroids for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No, we have the wellness program. <laughs> Not for Brock. Yeah. Not for Brock. We already saw that happen in <laughs> UFC when he came back and beat up Mark Hunt. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, he's not going to wrestle this Lucha style, so we're going to get a big man style match, and Brock is going to go over, you know? Mm -hmm. He's going to go over. There's no way Kane's going over, but apparently he signed a multi-year deal with the WWE, so let's see what happens.
Let's see what happens with Kane. Hey, let's see what happens. Now, with this uh, uh, Tyson Fury and um, this fucking Braun Strowman, what do we see out of this match? I think we're going to see a brawl, man. But didn't we see that already on on Raw or SmackDown? Yeah, what but now it's going to be an actual match. So we'll probably get, what, like maybe a five, six minute brawl? I don't know. If this, thing, <laughs> if this thing goes over, like you said, five or six minutes, I'll be we're surprised. Turning him. Are we going to get another Goldberg Taker match? Goldberg. I feel bad for them Saudi Arabia motherfuckers. Why? <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. This why? card is card is not that good. It man. doesn't it's matter. It's Saudi Arabia. They don't give a shit, bro. <laughs> and and the, the match itself or the show itself is not for the fucking people. It's for the prince. Yeah. That's they all it's for. He's like, if you don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> these fucking kids don't. These fucking people out here even don't give a shit. You know man? that those shows are most of them like the people get to go in for free to watch these shows. They don't give a fuck, man. Do you know that most of these shows are meant for 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 the whole Saudi Arabia thing as a as a, it's an as a place to it's be? It's an attraction. That's it all like it is. A, it's a morale booster. It's a, it's an attraction. That's, That's all, all it is. is. Yeah, I don't know, but what do you mean you don't know? They don't care who's gonna be on it. Is the, the, bro. We could go out there and have a match. They'll they'll pop for us. Yeah, they don't know what the hell they want. <laughs> That's why they got. Remember for the Greatest Royal Rumble, they got some guy to look like Yokozuna because the yeah. prince wanted Yokozuna. Exactly. So and they then they some, found out he was dead. <laughs> so they just put a guy with some yeah, fucking listen, buddy, Yokozuna. We'll, we'll pay you five hundred dollars. You dress up, you go out there, there you knock you out six, of the ring. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. boom. That's it. We, we call him Kokozuna. He's fine. Go. <laughs> that's it. That's all they did. They just threw a guy. They just threw. They just threw my man that was out of out of shape with a ponytail. Like here, yo, put this on and just yeah. you know throw this diaper on <laughs> and get this five hundred bucks. Now, real yeah. quick, what and and we got to see both SmackDown and Raw, uh, like the new entrances. Do we like the fact that they're different? Yes, absolutely. I like both entrances. Yeah. Uh, Would you change something? Raw. I don't like how it's like the skater ramp. Yeah, the half pipe. You don't like the skater ramp? I don't mind it. Uh, it's something different. It is different, but Listen, I think they could have did something. I don't mind better. it. We got Pyro. I'm happy. Yeah, we <laughs> got Pyro back. So listen, we gotta we gotta we gotta praise WWE when we can, and, and this is one of those things where we gotta yeah. praise WWE. But it's been a rough week for them though. Let's praise WWE again. Okay, go ahead. Let's, we finally got Bailey Dark. Oh yeah. Bing. Oh my god! She looked like she want to talk to your manager. There you go. Man. I put Bailey Dark. And you know what? Dark side of black. First of all, Bailey and Charlotte had a great match, and Bailey ended up going over after losing the title to Charlotte four days before at Hell in the Cell. He gets, she gets the title back. But you know what? I popped out of all this. You know, I know. I know it. I know. I pop that she's making kids cry. Yes. <laughs> That's my takeaway. That makes me so happy. <laughs> That's great. It's great. Now, do you like the new look? The new haircut? It's different. I think I her like I think well she That means it's good. Go ahead. Um, her haircut is different. You know, you gotta go with a different look. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh she's very Tessa Blanchard to Jace now. <sighs> What's the matter, Sam? She looks you know, like if she you wants the to speak to your manager. She looked like okay. Karen. Okay. Right? And? She looks like Roseanne. She looked like she drive a minivan. Okay. And she got three kids in the back. Okay. They need to shut up because she's had no sleep uh -huh. and she's stressed out and her house is a mess. She looked like a soccer mom. Okay. But that can still kick your ass. Nah. You don't... Th you that don't haircut... Th th nah, man. You don't think man, that Man, she look told the audience, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Bitch. 
She did say bitch. Yeah, she did say bitch. Yeah, she was like bitches. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I love the heel turn. I wish we, I wish we got this sooner. That's what I would have wanted. Yeah. Bree TV saying that my kid Vicky loves heel Bailey. Good. Yeah, Let's Vicky does. She loves Bailey, man. She got the, she got the uh, autograph in her room right now. But, but see that that's the thing. Like, this is the time where you get to explain to your kid that's crying. Oh my God! They killed the, the, the friends. But see, no, I'll be I'll be a horrible a parent, man. Because yo, if my kid was crying to Bailey, I'll look at my kid and be like this. Congratulations! You know, <laughs> bitch is fake. Exactly, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> what what was that that she used what? to chop down the the Bailey buddy? It looked like it looked it looked like like the the, okay. the 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 wood piece of an axe. That's what it looked okay. like. All it was. Right? Mm-hmm. It was a piece of an axe thing. Mm-hmm. And all they did was take two box cutters and tape them outside like that. Because that top piece, they were just box cutters. Oh, like okay. the inside of a box cutter. That shit Cheap look... ass WWE. <laughs> that shit look like <laughs> fuck some shit up though. No, I know. But I'm saying like, okay, <laughs> we need to make it look like it can break this. But we actually needed to cut because once you hit those Bailey buddies, they just they flop all over the place. Yeah. So that's all it was. It was two box cutters. Like I love out. the attitude. I love the the ring attire. I don't like the haircut, and I even like the the generic rock music. That I like it too. I actually yeah. like the theme song too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's much better than that fucking happy bullshit that she was coming out for years. Now speaking of that, right? Mm-hmm. At, at Nia Jax, she's supposed to be coming sometime soon, right? Mm-hmm. Man, also, let me tell you something. In Total Divas, she's the biggest fucking heel. Of course. <laughs> Again, Total Divas is just an extension of WWE TV. Hello. If you don't know that, that's not real. Um, anyway, but you have her coming back too. Yeah. Do you also change her music? Because no. e- e- what? What? No. Because we're already programmed to know that's her. So okay. when you hear the music. And that, you, can and that, have, you can have the intro star like that, but you also need heel music. Yeah, but she's been a heel with that theme song already. So and you it know- never fit for me. I it mean, was I, always too poppy. I never had a problem with her heel, no. with her music. It kind of reminds me of China, China's theme yeah, song. Sasha Banks has some poppy ass music. Yeah, too, but that goes. she needs to change her theme song because that 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 never worked for her as a fucking heel, in my opinion. Even when Snoop Dogg was rapping on it. Nah, man, you need to change that fucking happy <laughs> bullshit. Because if you he, listen to the lyrics of that song, that's a song of an underdog, not a legit yeah, boss. You're right. Like, man, change that shit. <laughs> Uh, Bob, uh, Bobby B. Uh, for years, I've wanted to see a heel b- uh, biker bar Bailey, Triple B. There you go, big I, I could rock with that, like a, a vest, like uh, Mario's got going on with the Bailey on the back. But I feel like I feel like also I feel like also when it comes to like somebody changing the attitude and heels, they always go with the same generic shit, like yeah. vest, leather, yeah. black, uh, black on black jackets, on black. or like vest, like you know, um, Io Shirai did it. Mm. Becky's done it. Fucking Rhea Ripley does it. Right. I even Charlotte at at times she comes out with a leather jacket. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do we always need to see that gimmick? You did say something earlier where she's very Tessa Blanchard adjacent. She pretty much took Tessa's uh, ring attire. Except she's not a, as a good worker as Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, just no. saying. Um, we got we got a we got a really good question from uh, just keeping uh, the, the G from the ah. Fox. Which uh, which would be a better thing to slap on a shirt for Bailey's heel turn? Now listen to both of them and tell me which one you think. I'm not a hugger. I'm a mugger. Uh, <laughs> don't be a star. Be a bitch. I like that one. I like that one. I don't like be it. a star. Don't be a bitch. That's the one I'm going for. Don't be a star. Be a bitch or don't be a this bitch. This one says don't be a star. Be a bitch. But I like Mario's uh, turn on it better. Don't like be a bitch. I like them both. I'm not a hugger. Which one would I'm you go mugger. for? They're both great. I like them both. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have so the we, one in the we, back. So speaking of, G, speaking of keeping a G, if you know what I mean. 
man, they they heard my boy Chad Gable, man. They they completely. Shorty G. That is a disgusting ass. What the fuck are they doing to him, man? They murdered my boy. Yo, you had your next Kurt Angle if you would have kept him as a singlet, whatever. You cut his hair, cool. But they put my man with some glittery ass fucking tights, mm -hmm. and now his name is Shorty Cable. I think that's worse. I think you're gonna play something. That's got Vince McMahon's fingerprints. I think that's over. worse than Husky Harris. Yeah, that is. That's pretty or bad. Jack Swagger. No, I thought Jack Swagger was a pretty cool name. But he didn't have a swag. Like, what would you give him that name? You know when he when McMahon puts a name all on American, it. American, American, Jack Swagger. Oh my God. <laughs> Sounded more like Dusty. Yeah, there, bro. he did sound like Dusty. He had a lisp. Y'all need yeah. to go back and watch his promo. He did have a lisp, but you sounded more like Dusty then. Yeah, let me tell you something, brother. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Dusty never said brother. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they heard my boy, um, Chad Gable, man. Shorty I, G. I, I hate it, bro. I fucking hate it. Yeah. It's they, horrible. I, there's no words for it. <laughs> there yeah, really there is. We hate I mean, it. everybody just sees it, and they're just like, what the Yo, fuck? Yo, what are they doing to this guy? And the guy's amazing in the ring. You had your next Kurt Angle in the making there, and they fucked it up. I want to know who tells Vince no. Like, Nobody tells him like, no. That's the thing. Who's there to tell him, Vince, this isn't a good idea? Like, is, can Triple H? I'm sure Triple tell H, H no? tells him no, but. No. Just on NXT shit. Yeah, we hmm. started the show by saying that in a circle where people that McMahon has that just say yes. Yeah, they go like this. Yes. Shorty Gable. Mm. Man, like I said, there's no words for that. Let's can we move on? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna talk about probably my favorite. Is it mine? Is it thing mine? that happened in in wrestling this week. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh. Time, out, time out, time out, time out. Uh, thank you to um Chris Brown. Now, Shorty Gable, right? Mm -hmm. Sounds like a porn name, right? Brazzers actually came out. Brazzers been taking a lot of shots <laughs> at WWE this shot week. Shot at WWE. Um, Shorty Gable, we rest our case. <laughs> that was it. That was because of the Hell in the Cell finish. Even uh -huh. this is how you know WWE fucks up when you have porn-related organizations taking shots at you. That's how you know screwed up. So all them WWE diehards, you guys can fucking suck it. They fucked up at Hell in the Cell. That's it. Hey, WWE, let us know if you need advice on how to craft logical and coherent storylines with satisfying finishes. Mm. Hell in a Cell. <laughs> all right, let's move on from the WWE stuff. Are we going to talk about the one that you and I talked about? My favorite thing that happened this week when it came to wrestling, it yes. wasn't AEW. No. It wasn't NXT. No. It was fucking NWA. Bro, let me tell you something about NWA, man. Yes. NWA Power. Yes. That blew me away. I didn't. I had intrigue to it when they announced like the YouTube mm -hmm, show. Mm -hmm. I was intrigued. I was like, yeah, let me check this out because you know I, I have faith in Billy Corgan yes. in his vision of wrestling because he did such a great job and impact. I I didn't think I was gonna. I was very surprised how much I enjoyed, enjoyed it because it. it was an old school feel, right? Did you watch it, Sammy? No, Damn I didn't it. get a chance to watch it. I'm gonna watch it when I get home. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy it, bro. We're gonna sell it's it to you right now. It's such an easy hour to watch. Yes. And especially we're living in a time where we're always on our phones or whatever. Even when we're at a wrestling show, you know, we wanna take pictures. I'll tell you right now. It's available on YouTube. When I was watching it on Tuesday, I did not touch my phone once. Yes. Mm. In that hour. The show is so good. It has an old school feel to it, but like with some sprinkles of new, like sprinkles mm -hmm. of today. Mm -hmm. right. Um, you have 
Eli Drake on there comes out with superstar. Yep. Uh, fucking uh, Nick Aldis, James, NWA World Champion, James, James Storm, Storm is National Champion. You have the Outlaws with Eddie Kingston and Homicide. Mm-hmm. Um, the the show is great. It's uh, such an easy hour to watch. You got a couple of jabronis sprinkled in there too. Tim Storm, where he's like kind of like the old school veteran of the show. Um, he had an incredible match with Nick Aldis in the yes. main event. Yes, it was. The, the show was just really, really good. The only critique I have on the show, and it's very minor because I'm still going to be enjoying the show mm-hmm. week to week to week. Cornette. No, no, no. I think Cornette does a great job, even yeah. though I don't like the guy. My only critique is filmed in a studio show, right? So right. visually, it feels like you're watching a sitcom, which is great. It looks right, great. Right. It feels like uh, no, North American. Yeah. The only... Yeah critique i have is that the talent doesn't come out with theme songs and sometimes the talent's already in the ring so they kind of just walk in there to cheers i wish they would play like a theme song especially for like some of the bigger stars Mm -hmm. maybe not some of the joe bears but some of the bigger stars that's my only critique on the show but all in all the show is great now do you like the camera angles yes i love it okay it's a studio show okay i love it so so it's basically an hour-long show it's available on YouTube uh, Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights at six oh five. Six oh five. But of just course, like back in the day, TBS day. But That's what they awesome. do, it's it's the graphics, like they're meant to be on purpose to look like the old studio shows. Yeah, I saw like some uh, screenshots of it, and it looked like when I saw Nick Aldis out there mm-hmm. with the title, I was like, "Yo, he looks like Ric Flair." Like, yeah, especially the way the he was carrying the title too, folded <laughs> yeah. up. And and that's the thing. So they're paying homage to all this stuff, right? Yeah. But then you also get these credible guys coming in, Kingston and Homicide, mm-hmm. basically thugging it up like, yo, this is not our style, but we're still going to come here and kick your ass type of thing. It's right. so good, man. It's really good. And while I, I praise NWA and I hope they continue their momentum because even The Rock shouted them out. It's different. It's different. But I look at guys like Eli Drake and James Thorman's like, man, how come the WWE hasn't picked these two up? Because they're fucking stars, man. They're going to be even bigger in NWA. Because remember, yeah, NWA yeah. is huge in the South. You're right. You're they're right. huge. If you think the WWE is huge all over, like the WWE started here, and they basically they, they piggyback off how big the NWA was down South. Like literally, mm-hmm. you have these guys that would drive an hour to two hours from now to go watch these shows where they're taping them now. Yeah. Now imagine all those people coming in, and now you have all these people now that grew up watching this stuff. Like Jessica Hoffman is saying, uh, "NWA is how I started to love wrestling at the age of 12." But now imagine all those people that grew up with this. Right away, you're transported to Back that. To that. Era, to that. Right? That's why I said, like AEW with the little thing on the bottom third brought me back to watching WCW. Oh, we're gonna be in Atlanta, Georgia, whatever. But with this show here, and I told Mario the second I saw because I saw it on Wednesday morning. So as soon as I saw it, I'm like, yo, like, I like it because it's so good. different. So good. But it's still like wrestling at its core. You're going to have your Aldis's. You're going to have your James Storm. Like the whole James Storm thing, mm-hmm. you didn't take, you didn't need to take the camera backstage right. to show that these two guys were brawling backstage because it kind of like bled in and I'm not going to give it all away, but watch it. And look how they bring James Storm and the other guy. Well, I, don't, I don't forget his name. He was, was he, he was a Joe Bear. Yeah, but. So basically, they started when he comes out. Ah, James Storm! I need to fight him now. I need to fight he him now. He kept on calling Storm. Yeah, and the Storm's coming. Everybody figured it was he was calling Tim Storm. Yeah, but it, the national champion James Storm came out, and then they just started fucking brawling. Exactly. And then James Storm just fucking ate the dude up. And then, and then oh, it goes shit. away. Then they go back to the stuff in the ring, and then all of a sudden something happens with like the tag match, and then they come back again, and that's the start of their match. 
Mm-hmm. Now again, you it don't just, need to follow them with the camera to see that they were it still. It just broad. shot so differently. Yeah. And, and one thing I want to praise that they they filmed this in a studio in Atlanta. Yep. The crowd was hype throughout the, G- the whole G- show. GBP yeah. Studio. The crowd was hype the whole show. Like, I would even like if, which I doubt it would happen. Maybe somewhere mm-hmm. down the line. But like, if if they were to come to like a Jersey studio or like a, or like a New York studio, I would definitely try to make the trip to check yeah. out the show because it, it's just well, there's it's, something so different about the show. And I know some people online were saying like, "Oh, it feels like they're making a mockery, or they're trying to be no. too much like old school." I think they're they're celebrating it and they're acknowledging it, and they want it to be different because it's like, yeah, it looks it has an old school feel to it, but it, a lot of the town it's new school stars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like even the wrestling matches. Not if you think you're gonna get like like old school matches, no. You're not gonna get only no, the, old the tag team match. Yeah, you, even though it was a squash, it was still an enjoyable match. Yeah, it's Bram. It's a dude Bram, and I can't forget his yeah, who Tom, his partner is. The, Tom something. They're the NWA NWA tag champs, and they just went through this tag team. You know, it's, it was an enhancement talent match, pretty much. You know, they just and went as, through. Tag and as team. soon as the match is over, they walk down like they used to in the NWA and uh-huh. have got their a promo. Yeah, exactly. Got a promo. It, it's just so good, dude. Like. If you like old school, it kind of makes you like, man, you just get old school vibes from it. And it's such an easy hour to watch because it doesn't even feel like an hour. So then they take these little breaks, right? Right. And (laughs) these breaks are like like old school commercial. Like you have... Austin Idol promoting his fucking wrestling school, you like in the be commercial. A wrestler, be about it. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then they're promoting, like in one of the commercials, like they're promoting like their next set of tapings that are happening in December. <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. It's it's just so good. Their theme song for the for the for the show is docking into the fire. And then what they do is, you know how like in a lot of wrestling shows they kind of show you a whole bunch of graphics and a whole bunch of people doing moves or whatever. So yeah. what they do is. For each episode, because Dave Lagana said this on um on what's the show? Uh, uh, fucking Bully Ray. Uh, oh, busted, busted open, open radio. Busted open radio. Dave Lagana said this this week that every episode, what they're gonna do is so like this week's episode, they feature like featuring Nick Aldis, Eli Drake, yeah, James Storm. So like they do it like if they were a cast, right? Right. So they shoot it like if it's an actual show. So like next week's episode, they're gonna say featuring this talent, this talent. This talent. Okay, so you know who's going to be on the exactly. show before it's just, it even starts. Yeah, man. It's just, it's very different. I think you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. And today. plus, it's YouTube, so you can watch it anytime. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, like like right now, uh, their video, let me put it up here, uh, 379,000 views. That's what their video is doing right now. That's they, not bad at all. And with, with all these ranking and things like that, and how much viewership that you get, 300,000 of those views were by Wednesday. So that means that 300,000 people saw this when it premiered. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's just, you know, whoever's watching it. Like, with YouTube, it's very hard for you to lie what viewership you got. So this is actually staying in line. How much did uh, SmackDown do? Um, they were down. They were still hit, like, over 2 million, but they, they, were, they were definitely down. From the last graphic. week, that looks so eighties. How but, dope is that, though? That's, yeah. Look, okay, Austin Idols. They were down. They were still hit. Austin like, Idols, teach me. Austin Idols, show me how to do it. Austin Idols, show me. Coach me, please, Austin. Please, Austin. I want to be like you. I want to be professional wrestler. I want to make tons of money like you did. How am I gonna do it, Idol? How do I do it, Austin Idol? I got nine thousand square feet here of absolute killer. Killer, killer amenities. Hey, if you got what it takes and you've won it bad enough, go to my website, universalwrestlingcollege.com. 
Fill out that application. What do you want? When do you want it? What are you willing to do to get it? You don't want to go to work every day doing what you're doing. You want to make some money, Jack. Get yourself a <laughs> career going. Forget that so grind you're doing that you hate. It's the Universal Wrestling College. Go to the website and fill out that app. Come on, baby. You want it? Let me give it to you. Hey, yo. Oh, <laughs> How good is that? That's hilarious. You can't go wrong with that. How good is that? <laughs> that is so dope. But yeah, man. Shout it, out to anybody who enrolls in that college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll know there's going to be a couple fucking marks fucking signing up for that. Oh, Come God. on, show me. I want it. All right. So shout outs to NWA. Shout outs to that whole roster. Shout outs to Billy Corgan and uh and Dave Lagana for doing an yeah. incredible job with this product. Because it, it, I, I was intrigued by it. And man, I, this was my favorite thing of the week. It, it delivered. It delivered. Yes, it did. And, and obviously a lot of people from the wrestling community, not only us fans, but also people... In wrestling, you know, has praised the two Corey Graves, The Rock. Mm. So many people have praised it. So shout now, out to if them. If you're a WWE mark, at least give it a try. Give it a try. Give don't, it a try. Don't talk shit because you know what? This is what was hot before Vince put him all out of business. Yeah. Basically. All right. Um, let's move on to Impact Wrestling. Uh, let's give a congratulations to them because they sold out their Bound for Glory pay-per-view in Chicago. The venue that they that they're in in Chicago, it's like it's it's like five thousand seats, I believe. So that's that's out, great for that them. That speaks volumes because you think about where TNA was a couple years ago. They were on life support. They were ready to die. Yeah, yep. where Impact yep. is now. I mean, congratulations uh, a thousand times over. I'm super excited, and that roster is incredible. You think about the talent that's on there. It's just. I, I'm awesome. looking forward to Bound for Glory, and I'm just so happy for them. And and I think if you if, if you're just a wrestling fan, even if you don't like a certain product or or brand, I don't. If you're a good human being, you don't want to see this brand fail. Like you want these brands to succeed. And and you know we can't say the same thing about Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is definitely having a rough year, but you know they're not dead yet. They're not dead yet, but man, they're they're hanging by like a thread. I think Ring of Honor is TNA from a couple years ago. That's pretty much what it is. Like yeah. I think NWA, based on this week, have more credibility than Ring of Honor. Yeah, they but do. um, they uh, and it's a shame, man. They had a they had a I think it's Glory by Honor. They had a show yesterday, and uh, during this show, they did a tournament to to crown the number one contender who's going to face um Roosh. At the main event of Final Battle. And, you know, Final Battle used to be a pay-per-view that we used to get really excited yeah, about. Yeah, man, that was one of the big ones that Ring of Honor. And, man, um, I honestly thought Marty was going to get the match with Roosh. And we didn't get that. We're going to get a PCO versus Roosh. And nothing against PCO. I think he, he busts his ass in the ring. And, man, his, his story, his comeback story from being uh, uh, kind of a, a Joe Bear in the, the, the 90s. Yeah, in the Quebecers and stuff. You know, now he's... He's a top guy, but you know this main event does nothing for me. I'm just being honest. Yeah, we were talking about this before the show started. Do you think that they're ever gonna pull the trigger on Marty? On I think Marty's that role? dude's gone. I think 2020, he's either gonna go to the E or he's gonna go to AEW with his boys. You think that they know that, and that's why they've been kind of like dipping and dodging? Well, Ring of Honor's booking has been very, very weird because you have a guy like Matt Taven. He just re-signed. After he dropped the title to Roosh. Right. Roosh's contract is up in December. And he's got the title. Mm -hmm. Marty was a guy that he still had, you know, he was still under contract. 
why didn't we put the title on him at, at um at G1, at G1 Supercard? Yeah. He was your top guy, and we didn't do it. So Ring of Honor Creative, they get the biggest congratulations because they they they've been congratulations. Now, you played Delirious still booked the 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 cards, or is that Delirious and Bully Ray? Or? I think Delirious is on the you know the booking committee probably booking committee probably uh, Bully Ray as well. Um, because Bully Ray has great ideas on the podcast that he's on, on Busted Open. It's just you know, I, I look at that too, right? But then it's like I'm like, yo, man, this guy has like great ideas, and he has a, a very good mind, great mind for the business. But then I see him like at the last pay per view, um, what is Death Before Dishonor? He just comes in and just fucking <laughs> destroys. Um, I believe it was Mark Haskins and um, was it Bandito? I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So he destroys them, and it's like, did we really need this? No. We didn't. So Bandito's it's like Bandito's one of those guys that they should be building up right now. And Bandito's gonna probably gonna be a guy that's gonna probably leave Ring of Honor after his contract is up in December. Th- these are one year deals, so you know Ring of Honor's in a in a really. It's sad because without them, I don't think we get any of this Wednesday Night War that we're getting right now. You know, you know? did we we did we ever talk about this on the podcast? I don't think we have, but let's talk about it now. You know, Ring of Honor in many ways was part of the birth of all elite wrestling. Yeah. If Ring of Honor would have made Cody Rhodes and the Bucks, first of all, sign them to a bigger deal and made them maybe some type of VPs and shit, they probably would have been the ones getting a deal in TNT. They're probably going to be the ones selling out these arenas. Yeah. Yeah, and and instead you had Tony Khan come in with all his money and, and swoop up all your talent and give them everything. That they were asking for. Ring of Honor is the biggest victim from all elite wrestling. Because listen, M- M- Impact Wrestling, look at that. They're on the come up. Yeah. MLW is doing great things. NWA is doing great things now. And you think about WWE, how they like raped and pillaged their, their roster by taking Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, uh, El Generico. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, <laughs> Bobby yeah. Fish, Roderick Strong. Yeah, the list goes on and on. The whole NXT roster, pretty much, and, and the you whole know, main event, and New Japan suffered. And New Japan suffered with this too, but they came back. Yeah, they did the come up. Yeah, they survived. They're doing great things. Right. We're we're gonna talk about. We're gonna preview some of their matches that are happening um mo- early Monday morning for the King of Pro Wrestling show. But New Japan carried the G One Supercar. We've talked about it before. Yeah, everybody. The next day at the Bullet Club Block Party was pretty much saying the same thing that New Japan carried the card in that Ring of Honor was. You know, kind of giving us some lackluster shit. Man. Ring of Honor phoned it in. Yeah, I think they're they're hurting, man. And you know, there was I don't think we talked about this in in, uh, in previous episodes because we did like a couple of one shots on the road and stuff. But there was a rumor that came out like about a month ago, right when they did the announcement of Anthem, which is the parent company of Impact Wrestling, when they bought out Access TV, mm-hmm. right? Around that same time, a rumor came out. Now, this is all hypothetical, so I don't want people to be like, oh, that was a false report. No, you no. guys said it's fake news. We're not doing that here. But the rumor came out of a potential Impact Wrestling buying Ring of Honor from Sinclair Broadcasting. At the rate Ring of Honor is going, I think this might be a good thing. It, it would be great, I think, to be honest with you. 
Because are you really watching Ring of Honor right now? I know I'm not. Mm-mm. I'm not. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, I, I got the fight app, and it's like, I, I remember trying. It try- gives you a notification every time Dude, they go live. Dude, I tried <laughs> to watch Ring of Honor, I think, uh, before Death Before Dishonor. I was going to say, like, a couple weeks before Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view, which happened back in September. Who's the champion? I'm Ring of Honor right now, Roosh. So, Have you watched a Roosh match? Besides the, 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 the pay-per-view, no. So I ended up, Roosh I was trying... Great. I was trying to watch an episode, and the episode was so bad. First of all, the arena they were at was not full, and you could see a ton of empty seats. And then another thing that I noticed about the episode was like they were, um, they they um, they put in uh, cheers in there. So when oh no, so see like people were looking at this like in the crowd. I sort of got dude. They were like this, and you hear boo, but people were just motionless in the crowd. I think I saw that. <laughs> It was bad, man. Yeah, I think I saw that. Was it with the, No, it was with them, yeah. In, Impact Damn. has uh, Impact Network, kind of like WWE. Yeah, it's uh, yeah the, the Impact Plus. So wouldn't it be cool if Impact bought Ring of Honor? And, and now you have all that contact with Impact Plus? Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, that, that's where you make your money at the end of the day. And then you have some of these talents that are either still in Ring of Honor under contracts or, or still... Uh, you know, their contract is about to be up, so they have the choice of either signing a new deal with Impact Wrestling or let that Ring of Honor contract roll over Impact Wrestling. So you might have a new crop of talent in Impact Wrestling, and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Impact, you know, this, this, them selling out Bound for Glory is a big deal. It really is, yeah. So maybe with this progression with Impact Wrestling, maybe they could start running bigger venues. We can only hope. We yeah, we hope so, man. And we don't want to see Ring of Honor go. No, out no, of no, no. I'm not saying that either. But I, I'm asking you guys a question. You know, with the state of Ring of Honor is in right now, maybe would it be a good thing if maybe Impact, which is Anthem, the yeah. parent company, Impact Wrestling, maybe they do buy and Ring Anthem of Honor. did buy uh, Access, TV. Access TV. Yep. I don't know if you guys talked about that. It was outside. Yeah, we did. We did. Okay. We did. But no, I, and at the end of the day, like again, I know we said this last week, but it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because not only do you have options, right? Which for a while we didn't have options. For a while, all you had was WWE. Maybe you had a little bit of uh, TNA up and down. Then Ring of Honor showed up, but you couldn't get it everywhere. And then uh, Impact ended up going on the Pursuit Channel. And before that, Pop. And before that. So yeah. now. It's, Shit, we gave fucking Impact Wrestling a congratulations when they went to the Pursuit Channel. And now it's it's a it's a chance for you to to know. Okay, every Tuesday I get to watch this hour of NWA. Every yeah. Wednesday I get to see these two things go back and forth. Notice I didn't say Monday because Monday fucking sucks anyway. But at least you have things that you can look forward to and 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 look into. And then you always have New Japan always coming in with things. Like it's a good time because if you say wrestling sucks. You're not looking hard enough. You're not. If you're if you're, you're like not. wrestling sucks, I can't stand WWE. Watch MLW. Exactly. Watch New oh, Japan. Oh, we didn't even talk about MLW. Saturdays, Wa- right? Saturdays on yeah. BN Sports. Watch New Japan. Watch Wow Women of Wrestling. If you mm-hmm. like women's of women's wrestling, Impact Saturday, Wrestling right? is amazing right now. If you want to go international, if you don't, if you can even do AAA on Twi- on Twitch. Yeah. You have so many different alternatives. NWA on YouTube. AEW, you can't get enough of AEW. Now AEW has an hour show called AEW Dark on mm. YouTube, which I watched right after NWA. So pretty much watched another two hours of wrestling on Tuesday. But but okay, but 
they didn't feel like the two hours. No. You know what I mean? Like, you feel like that. So, again, that's why Because you're said, enjoying the product. Exactly. But even with, with Mondays, right, where WWE has to fill out the three hours. Man, that shit drags. It, <laughs> it's dragged out. But I now fall asleep. I can't make it through. All right, so check this out. Check this out. You could watch AEW Dark. You could watch NWA Power. And you could watch MLW. That's three hours. On Tuesday, but they're not dragged out on YouTube. We go watch it, and it doesn't feel like three hours. But they're not. Watch. That's what I'm saying. They're not dragged out. So you literally could. You. I put it to you this way: you can make a three-hour show and not make it drag out like Raw. Right. I you mean, I mean? It, you know, even though we're we're criticizing WWE, I mean WWE's done it themselves with pay-per-views. There have been times that they've hit a home run with pay-per-views, and they've been yeah. three-hour shows. When you look yeah. up and it says ten twenty-two, and you know you only got twenty minutes left on that pay-per-view, that means it was good. Yeah. But when it drags out, you're like, what the hell am I even watching? Yeah. You know? So, again, if you are saying that wrestling sucks, you're not looking hard enough. That's true. So we talked about uh, AEW Dark on YouTube, which is their Tuesday show now. And it was announced, Cody Rose announced that next week in Philadelphia, when they tape AEW Dark, Taz would be the guest commentator. And I think that's phenomenal. I think it's great. I think it's, it's a little strange, though. Why? Taz, he hasn't really done any, anything in, in Philly in a long time, if I'm not mistaken, man. Right? Still, he's an ECW legend, though. Of course. I know. But when was the last time he was at the ECW arena? He actually was in Philadelphia when they taped this. Uh, it was like this ECW one shot. It was like a, a untold story. It was uh, they did a backstage thing. He didn't appear on camera, but he was at the building. And I think it was like a year or two mm -hmm. ago. It was bully. It was the Dudleys, Heyman, Tommy, Taz. And I forget who was conducting the interview, but um, they did shoot something like that. And that was the last time he was in Philly, that technically. Was, in Philly. was he at ECW Arena? No, they were at uh, Wells Fargo Wells Center. Center. Do you see them testing the waters? To you know, see Taz, hey, to me, Taz, is on. one of the most underrated color commentators. I think he's amazing, and I think he's still got the chops. If you listen to his podcast, that dude could talk some shit. Of course. Yeah. And that's what you need. They'll they'll bring him in, and that whole AEW dark. Don't get it twisted. It, it's testing the waters for a second show. That's, that's gonna exactly be the thunder. That's gonna be the thunder. Yeah, that's testing the waters for the second show. That's and, and you don't need to have it on TNT. You don't need to have it on TBS. They're dropping it on YouTube exactly. for now, and they're gonna show the networks. Look how many viewers we got here. Mm -hmm. now, we got another we show. Want another show. Of course, because they saw how big of an impact. That that first no pun no pun intended right that that first <laughs> debut came out yeah. over a million viewers that's a lot of and and, people, the, and that's the thing that's the thing too back in the day for you to get even a TV show looked at right mm -hmm. you needed to show you needed to have a, a brand recognition you needed to have test runs you needed right. to have this you needed to have a, a um a tape saying oh this is what the show's gonna be about and even when you put the show on TV it still didn't like. Transfer over. Right, because you had to shoot your pilot, and if the exactly. pilot was successful, then you got... Now, with being the elite, you have all these views, because that's basically what sold AEW. Yeah. That's basically what sold All In, was being the elite and all these different brands coming together. Now, with AEW Dark, yeah, it is going to be their thunder, but once they get it to that point and say, mm -hmm. okay, Taz came in, he's right. available, we can put uh, um, Excalibur... He will be a good match with Taz, especially if he and bring them over. Especially that would kind of be a a good look for Taz because he would just have to fly out like one day out of the week to do the fucking thing, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And with podcasting and the show and everything, he's done it from his house. So that, what? Hey, 
I'll plug in from the from the. Airport. Nah, but I feel like Taz is the type of guy that he wants to be there live. To call no, 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 no. But no, I'm talking about his show the next day. Oh yeah, 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 of course, yeah. He could fucking do. You know, now with radio, you fucking have people fucking doing from their hotel rooms when they're you know filling in. Yeah, we've Come done on. it from the car. The, yeah. the award-winning podcast, which is Lucha Outsiders, we've done it from the car. We've done it from Sammy's house. You know, when he had the pops moving all over the place in the back, we've had kids running in and out. But you still do the show. So they have no excuse. And this goes all the way back to what I was saying with WWE alienating their their diehard fans. You have a billionaire with a great roster who is now testing the waters for a second show. Mm-hmm. Because that's mm-hmm. what this is. That whole, oh, it's on YouTube. Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 don't now, get it twisted. There's money to be made, and they're going to try and make it. What, yep. do you think, what do you think Master P got into the wrestling business again? Because yeah, there's money uh, in it. He, he uh, I think, bought majority share. But there's oh. money in it. He, there's money Corrigan in it. Corrigan got into it. Why? Because they see the they see the potential. People criticized Billy Corrigan when he bought the NWA because they were like, that's a dead brand. And look at it now. Look we're at fucking, me now. Look at, we're fucking praising it. I'm yeah. getting paper. That was a hip-hop song, by the way. Just, if you, I, I, I'm no! down. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap up, guys. Let's talk about New Japan. So, uh, New Japan pay-per-view is happening this Monday morning, uh, 4 o'clock, 3 in the morning, something like that. Um... Let's just cover the four big matches. So we have Will Ospreay defending the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against ELP El Fantasmo. Man, I, who? El Fantasmo. Who the fuck is that? We watch in Japan, so I, I'm a I'm a big L E L P fan. Um, yeah, he's amazing. Um, I don't see him winning though. I gotta go Will Ospreay. I'm going ELP, man. You I'm are. Going, I'm going ELP, man. Oh. I love ELP, so I think he's gonna. He, he might. He might win yeah. the championship. I don't know. I, I know you. You love. You like him a lot. I, I think know. he's great, man. Yeah. That dude is oozing charisma. Great dude, man. Great dude. It's a white guy. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Um. We got the next match. We got Kota Bushi versus Evil. The winner gets the, the briefcase to challenge at a Wrestle Kingdom for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. This kind of goes back to the New Japan show that we went to at, at Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah, I'm going to go Ibushi on this one. Yeah, Ibushi's definitely going yeah. over. There's no way he's uh dropping that, that yeah, shot no. to Evil. No no disrespect to Evil. I think he's a great talent, but he's no Ibushi, though. Right, right. And especially nowadays, you want to be able to have your, your champions hold the titles more than five days. Because does it really matter if they're a 16-time world champion if they've only held it for, you know, 32 days? Mm-hmm. Taking a shot of Charlotte, bro. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> where it went down to. Hot potato, hot potato. No, but that's the thing. Like, a 16-time Ric Flair championship means a lot more than a 10-time Charlotte Flair because she hasn't held it as many days as Rick did. Yeah, but you can't really criticize Charlotte too much because no, 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 no. she saying... she's still like but it's has the... years ahead of her. Okay, but it's in the booking. So how many times what are you going to have her a 75-time world champion? She's going to she's going to surpass her father. No, of course she can surpass him in a week if they keep doing go back and forth thing that they've been doing. The last time she held the title was 5 days. Mm-hmm. 5 days. So now when you look at it, does it really mean like with Ibushi, you need him to have the title. You need him to show him as that strong champion. You can't play hot potato anymore. Yeah, but New Japan's booking is completely different from WWE. No, but, but that's though. what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm going with what they're doing, and that's why I said what I said, because New Japan has always had a way of doing that, like keeping with tradition, having your champion stay longer as the champion. You don't need to change the title in order to progress the storyline. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do that. So, but again, uh, that was just my little pet peeve for this week. Go ahead. Dale. 
Um, it should be an interesting one, especially with some of the uh, comments Juice Robinson made. We have John Moxley defending the United States strap against Juice Robinson in a no DQ match. You know, this one I'm kind of iffy on because it's like Juice Robinson is criticizing John Moxley for not really defending the title like that. And I feel like they New Japan, you know, which we kind of just praise them right now on their booking. They kind of just praise. They kind of just put the title on Moxley because he was a new, fresh face and an ex WWE mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, and I think he's gonna drop it. I, I think so too. See, yeah. I would agree with you, but at the same time, he's scheduled for is Wrestle Kingdom. He, is he scheduled for Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. Mm. Ooh, I, I'm gonna hold my ground. I think he's gonna drop it. I'm gonna go with Moxley. I think he's gonna retain it, man. I think he's gonna shut up Juice Robinson from talking all that smack. But see- who knows? But listen, if, jo- if Juice Robinson doesn't win it, it's like. But then the- here's the thing too, though. Let's just say I'm wrong here, and Juice Robinson doesn't win it. Now he's a third time. He- this is the third time he becomes the United States champion. What else can he do with this title? You know what I'm saying? When is he gonna mm-hmm. fucking get elevated? I don't see him getting elevated, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. I think the guy's great and everything like that. But, but the second he cut his dreads, it was a wrap. Mid card for life. Damn, Sean Spears is Jace. Yes. Damn. All right. Let's go with the main event here. We got uh, Okada versus Sonata. Man, I know Sonata's not gonna win this, but man, I would love the momentum. Right but he, now. I would love if he did though, because Sonata's a superstar, man. I've talked about this guy in the past. He should have won the New Japan Cup last year. Not that fucking scumbag Zack Saber Jr. Your boy, man. Zack Saber. You heard the fucking crowd um, at New Japan at Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah. Sonata versus Okada. Think about this. Imagine if Sonata wins tonight and Evil wins the briefcase. They're not doing that at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> oh, no imagine way. if they did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, but people are gonna be like, "Really, fam? Yeah. <laughs> this is the main event for Wrestle Kingdom? Well, we already, this is what you're giving we me." We already know. Okada. Now, Sonata and Ibushi, I'll be all about it, but I, Okada's. Their star, dude. Yeah. Okada's gonna be that dude, and it's it's Okada Ibushi, the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. But man, yeah. man, Sonata's a superstar. They need to elevate that guy for the IC title. Maybe he could challenge Jay White for the Intercontinental Championship at fucking um Wrestle Kingdom. Yo, cause Sonata has star written all over him. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Dali. Um, that's about it. That's all I got for the list. So, uh, Leo. Yeah. I got you, a plug. You got any plugs, Ann? I got a plug. We actually got it right now from uh, our boy, uh, Evan Ginsberg. He's actually letting us know that we should check out this um, wrestling documentary. Uh, let me bring this up so we can all hear it. Uh, it's called 300, uh, Hashtag 350 Days. Life. I needed this. It 
was like, I'm not getting the love I need at home. Would I do, oh, would I do, oh my God, I'm afraid to say I would do it again. I wouldn't change it then. Well, I want to tell you, you know, to make some big money in wrestling, you had to wrestle every night of the week, $30 every day. So you had to wrestle six and seven times every week just to earn your money. 350 days on the road <laughs> He's like that in real life. with wrestlers, a living hell. I'm sold, man. I'm sold. I wouldn't want to watch that. So you guys can check out hashtag 350 days. Talk um, about dark, man. <laughs> but, but see, that that's the thing. Like We know about this stuff. And we laugh about it because we've heard about these stories and we've heard about these things. Eight ball of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do cocaine with somebody, you get to know them. But but this is the thing, like a lot of these WWE Jesus marks, Christ. that's why they can't separate the person that they see on screen. And these are the fucking guys, except Bret Hart. These are the type of guys that try to work Santa buying a fucking book. I that's, was going to say, I, I have an Ox Baker story. Oh <laughs> man, here we go. <laughs> He's is not like a, an elaborate story. He's just like that yeah. in your life. You saw him. Yeah. Uh, well, I was at a convention years ago in Levittown. Back when you were Puerto Rican. Yeah, when I had the short hair Puerto Rican and, look. and the uh, the eyebrows and everything like that. Well, uh, <clears throat> I'm walking around and fucking Ox Baker's just yelling at fans. Mm-hmm. Like people don't know who he is. Yeah. Because he's from the old school, you know. Yeah. What I mean? He is. A, he's a definition of old school. Yeah, yeah. The, the like the heart punch and everything like that, mm-hmm. and like. Nobody's at his table, Virgil and Jace, yeah. and he's over there just yelling at people like, "Oh, you're a motherfucker!" Like yelling at people, <laughs> like walking past him, and like nobody's like, like, "Who the fuck is the guy with the eyebrows and shit like that?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yo, that's that's, that's Ox Baker. Baker." Like everybody's kind of like trying to avoid his table because mm-hmm. if you got too close, he was yelling yeah, at you. Yeah, but that was his character though. <laughs> yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, and in a documentary like this, like I would want to watch it. Why? Because I like the whole gypsy mentality of, hey, you know, we have to get from here to there. Carney, Carney. So the Carney, yeah. Let's get six of the guys, put them in a van, and let's just go do it. And that's where you have these stories come out. Right. That's why, again, like, I think that's the way I appreciate wrestling because I see what goes into behind the scenes, how much it takes for them to go from one place to the other, for them to get in at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning to, like, Check into the hotel for then the next day for them to go ahead and work out for you to perform that night. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't see that. A lot right. of people just say, hey, I like Roman Reigns. He's up there. He's doing the jumpy jumpy. But you don't see everything. <laughs> the jumpy jumpy. Yeah. You don't see all the stuff that goes behind it that gets them to get you to that. And that's not even counting the guys with the cameras. That's not even counting the guys that put up the ring. That's not counting. And I'm talking about just WWE. Right. Now look at Impact. Look at uh, uh, you know uh, Ring of Honor. Look at all these people. They have to do the same thing at a much smaller scale. So again, for me as a wrestling fan, I would enjoy watching this. No, and, it's definitely it's definitely worth checking out. I'm definitely gonna yeah. check it out too. But man, <laughs> yeah. that ha- oh. you had him right there. You, you know what? You know what that kind of reminds me of, like seeing mm-hmm. that little little trailer. It kind of reminds me of like you remember the movie The Wrestler, where you see all these like old like legends kind of in the yeah. tables and nobody's like going to them, which is kind of depressing if you think about it. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Virgil has that coming for him. Nah, he's... Virgil's a jerk off. I'm talking about like the other legends <laughs> yeah. that are like you know. Virgil's a jerk off because he's broken. Yeah, man, you WCW man. We all the women. We had the so drugs. Da- so that arenas all over the world with Hulk Hogan. I mean, limousines and everything. Fuck money. 
Uh, that's all the plugs you got, Leo? No, and uh, guys, we're looking for DJs on the Los Radio app. We actually launched that this week. We already got a couple of DJs uh, that are sending their mixes. So don't be afraid. Give us a, a call. You can go into info at losradio.com or you can anywhere where I'm at, at Shofuboleo. Again, we're looking for content. If you guys have a show or want to do a show or anything like that, we are growing Los Radio. And uh, yeah, Blue Child Siders, baby. I'm glad you guys are back today. Sammy Suplex, Fucking welcome Sammy. back. You could do your uh, your shtick. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I did your shtick yeah. uh, last week. Yeah, I got a plug. Shout out. I got a plug for somebody. Uh, Papa Bear 1983. Well, Friend of the show. Yes, Papa Bear 1983. You can't uh, piggyback off of his. No, you got to come up with your own. I will piggyback off of him because he has a second account. And it's called he Body Slams and Takedowns. All right, check it uh, out. He, okay. It's a pretty new uh, page that he's got going on. He's got wrestling news. It's all about wrestling action figures. And things of that nature. So go check that out right now. And uh, you can follow me at Sammy Suplex. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, that's even my name on Pokemon Go. Guess I went there on the oh podcast. Yeah, I know. I was going to get heat why, for it. I don't why, care. Why? why would you say that? Because, man. It was just Community Day yesterday. So that's all I got. Community Day for what? For Pokemon Go? Yeah, man. You, you haven't been playing, bro. You haven't been playing. People that know, they know. Shout out to Pusha T. Go ahead. Before I do my plugs, before before I do my plugs, I think Adam, I'm looking at all the drops right here, and the only appropriate drop to put on right now is. If you actually think, if you actually think, I was just the right guy at the right place at the wrong at the right time. Let me say it one more time, so you completely understand, McMahon. If you actually believe in your mind, if you actually think that I was just the right gay guy. Mm. <laughs> All right. You can find me at Rated R since 87, but make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast needs. By the way, it's not that we're happy that Sam is back, which is we need his input because then we just sound a lot anti WWE. Well, I mean, I mean, as, 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 as much as I'm the Renee Young, <laughs> you're the Byron Saxton. I was gonna, right? go, I was gonna go with Michael Cole because he's old. Yeah, all right. I'll be Michael Cole. At least I got a job. Right. <laughs> well, in Renee's defense, she has a show with W in FS1 WWE backstage, which is rumored to be with Sam's favorite wrestler, CM Punk. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Sam. You uh, know you'll be pumped to see CM Punk at the WWE backstage show. Uh, Don't yeah. act like you will. Yeah, you know, it'll be cool to see his take. He's going to tape up his it. arms. Like, yeah, CM Punk, CM Punk. That's not me, man. <laughs> I know a guy that does that. Oh, though. my God. Do not do not say his name. Say, say we're his not, name. We're not. Say his name. No. I like him. He's a, say his name. Of course name. you do. Of course you do. If you missed anything on today's episode. What's his name? Stop, Leo. Okay, sorry. If you missed anything on today's <laughs> episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show iTunes, SoundCloud, you'll be fancy, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, La Mesla App, LowStraders.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast needs. Leave us a five-star. Five-star, 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 front slash, rating, view, comments, greetings, to bury either one of us. It'll most likely be Leo, or it could be me, because you hate me talking shit, or you could hate Sam for being so Mr. Positive. Yeah. I think it's going to be Sam. I think it's going to be Sam. Yeah. <laughs> for I, missing the last two shows. No, I feel like Sam probably got hate last week, yeah. but not this week. No, he was good this Not week. this week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just me, man. I'm just here to do my thing. For Show Fuboleo.
for the returning Sammy Suplex. Yeah. I'm yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Keep it Rated R. And stay too sweet. Hey, WWE diehards, you could suck it. Good night, Ben!